blood for these men, given up my wife, my children for these men. I've given up everything I have for these men. Game is all that matters to me, because it's pure, it's safe. Life isn't. Any given Sunday, a legend will fall. I need you to lead this team. Tony, I'll be there for you. I am not re-signing a $7 million a year, 39-year-old quarterback, no matter how great he was. Cap helped build this franchise, which you benefited from. Don't you give up on me. You're like a son to me, Cap. I'll fight for you till the day I die. Any given Sunday, a hero will rise. Make me a believer! And on any given Sunday... Tradition will be broken. He's changing the plays. He just does what he likes. You run the plays, I call. I've been warming the bench the whole time I've been in the pros. I don't plan on going back. I am QB. You're king in your own mind. He may sell a lot of t-shirts, this kid. But he is tearing his team apart. Well, then you hold it together. Knock it off. Why the hell do you think my father put me in charge of bullheaded moron? You got old. No intensity. No victory. Where the hell is your intensity, Tony? Any given Sunday, life is a contact sport. Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World Presents Hood Classics. And like always, I got my man Shahid here. What's going on, good sir? What's going on, everybody? We're doing a movie that could have came out yesterday and been more topically relevant than when it came out in 1999. Yes, as you heard, we are doing Any Given Sunday in 1999, starring Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx, Cameron Diaz, uh, Dennis Quaid. L. Cool J, Jim Brown, James Woods, Lawrence Taylor, Bill Bellamy, Aaron Eckhart, Matthew Modine, and whew, yeah, countless a, others. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, I can say when I initially first saw this Oliver Stone film, I hated it. Boy, did I hate this film. And that was 19, I don't think I saw it in a the movie theater. I think I saw it maybe when it came out, you know, DVD or whatever. And I was just like, ew. But over time, it has become uh, my favorite sports movie, or one of my favorite sports movies. Uh, how about yourself, Shahid? That says a lot about you, you damn weirdo. <laughs> it's one of your favorite ones. I don't remember if I saw this in the movie theater or not. I know I saw it the year it came out, but it's kind of like this is 21 years ago. And I saw it. I, it didn't really hit. I'm like, oh, it's a football movie. It seems accurate and stuff, you know. Um, and it was like I never really thought too much about it mm-hmm. beside like you know of course like the main like Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx and Cameron Diaz kind of stuck out and Lawrence Taylor being a madman 
And Jim Brown, do not disrespect Jim Brown. Yeah, like but no, I'm saying when I first watched it, that part didn't really stick out. To, like, I'm talking about the stuff that I remember. Oh, I got just, you. you know, James Woods being the scumbag doctor. I definitely remember that. Um, rewatching it and just seeing all the dynamics going involved and everything about it, it's very, like, relevant. Yeah. Like, I think it was kind of too ahead of its time when it came out. You oh. know, because I'm trying to say 1999, Willie Beeman, outspoken, brash, black quarterback. You didn't have that. Nope. That that person didn't exist. Like 1999 was a weird time for black QBs because it's Randall Cunningham and Warren Moon kind of on the way out. You know, Jeff Blake had his thing and that was it. It's before McNabb. It's before Culpepper. It's before Vic. You know, so really... Steve McNair is like the primary big name black quarterback that's successful around that time frame. I can think off the top of my head. And black quarterbacks up until very recently was this whole, you know, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to like make waves because I know how pernicious, I know how easy it is for them to take this away from me. And Willie Beam is basically Kyrie Irving playing football. Yep. <laughs> And you don't normally have that personality playing quarterback. You had a personality playing other receiver. Like, and it's one of the big things is kind of like, you know, quarterback is a different position. And seeing how Jamie Foxx navigates that and his whole thing is funny because that character really, you know, it's an archetype. It really didn't exist when it came out. It's more believable now. And it's funny hearing his story kind of like, you know, he's mad at the system because the system screwed him. And everybody's basically kind of treating him like he's property. He's like, no, I'm getting mine where I'm getting mine. And it comes with a conflict with like Al Pacino because Al Pacino's like old school about, you know, it's honoring this sport. It's different when you're a quarterback compared to every other position. Like you're the CEO of the franchise. You have to bring yourself this way. And it's that old school, new school conflict that goes in. A lot of the, you know, archetype El Cool J. I'm the I'm the running back. I'm just me. trying to get paid. Me, me, I ain't trying to get hit anymore. I'm trying to be famous. Lawrence Taylor. I changed the game. I'm on my way out. I was misdiagnosed with an injury. I don't care about that. I'm trying to, you know, it's my last thing in glory. My Cameron Diaz is basically Jerry Jones <laughs> with a dress. Is she really Jerry Jones, I'm, though? I'm, yes. I'm called in. Why is the safety not in the box? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no. I forgot she was. Like, no, she was like, you know, y'all need to find out, you know, find out which Q, you know, find out who's on a waiver wire for quarterbacks. Like, it's owners that are hands on. There's some owners like, you know, this had the check coming in, this whatever. There's some owners that's hands on. Like, I'm an Eagles fan. Jeffrey Laurie is a hands on owner where it's like, if he don't like something, he going to let you know. But then it's Jerry Jones, where it's like, I've, he feels like I know enough about football where it's like, no, I'm I, not just I feel like you made a wrong move. I feel like you called the wrong play. And her whole thing is she is not tied to sentimentality at all. She's no. like, that is some old school nonsense my daddy did. And that don't mean nothing. I'm trying to modernize this in the future. I'm trying to move my team and get paid. And I don't got time for this old people doing these old things, looking down at me because I'm a woman. And you ain't going to tell me what to do. I'm the boss. So if I want to walk in the locker room while y'all butt ass naked, I'm going to do that because I'm the owner. And you're going to do sure. what I say. Like it's I, that whole. It's, I, it's like it's kind of like if you took Jerry Jones 
and you put them in a Fox News machine and made it to like what that type of woman would look like to a certain demographic. That's Cameron Diaz character. But you know, I she's one of my one of my, one of my favorite characters for the simple fact of it was no backing down. Like she was not, you know, because they were always quick to say, you know, that throw a little bit of side a shade because she was a woman. She's like, no, fuck that. Like I'm smart. I know what I'm talking about. And clearly, she she knew what was going on. She's like, listen, Cap Shark, they got to get the fuck up out of here. I, you just, I understand. You know, they they were warriors for you, and you know, you feel like you tied to them or whatever. But no, we need to get some youth. <laughs> It makes some not moves ready. right here. You're not ready to pay Peyton Man. You're not ready to resign 39-year-old Peyton Man. Good Lord. And the the villains of the movie are absolutely Pacino and Cap's wife. No, 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 no. <laughs> the villain Pacino is necessarily the villain. Yes, he um, is. Yes, he is. He they even no, beat you over the head over he's it. Villainous. He's what? He is villain. He is villainous, but he's not necessarily the villain. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, So, what was I about to say? James Woods is a real villain. He's a villain, too. No, he's a real villain. Like, I'm lying about healthcare because these are gladiators that's just trying to, you know, I'm giving them the glory and I'm not trying to get my, I ain't worried about having my hands clean. I'm going to do whatever I need to do and actively, like, you know, putting people at risk for you know and it's a lot of people that think this but there's a reason why people say don't trust the team doctors you don't know they don't work for you they work for the team and this guy's like to the nth degree but how many times you heard like you know drew Brees broke 11 ribs like he lost a fight with saber tooth and like three weeks later oh he can play what <clears throat> i punched a lung like people be like you know oh i broke my throat they gave me a shot and I'm just in there. Like, I can barely move, but it's kind of like, you know, I'm a gladiator. I'm a warrior. I'm pushing that on there. It's And it's pre-CTE, but it's kind of like, it's this whole idea now where if you don't do that, you get caught soft. You letting the team down. You letting down, your, you know, they, they militarized the NFL and football in general to make this whole thing like you're a part of a squadron, you're part of a battalion, you can't let your fellow soldiers down, and you take a step back and it's nonsense. Yeah, absolutely is. Um, <laughs> it is, and they actually let you know within the film, like, no, Cameron Diaz is hand in hand with a doctor. She's like, you know, I <laughs> house cap or shark. I need him for the playoffs. So it's kind of kind of like you picking and choose. Ah, uh, you know, you know, backs can be tricky. Hold him out. I'm trying to win. But I want Shark to and play. Have- <laughs> he could be paralyzed, but fuck it. Wow. You know, and it's this whole back and forth about what football should, you know, it's a group of people that think football should be this. And then they're in conflict with a group of people like, no, this is how football really is. And the main push is like, you know, Al Pacino's behind the times and he's stuck in the past and football has, you know, they talk about his playbook. Like, you know, you barely get, you know, life pass you by. You got Josh McDaniel, you know, you call him Josh Two-Face. <laughs> Josh Two-Face McDaniels. He, got he ready to move. It's like, I got all these plays and they ain't using them. Like, what's the point? You hold my career back. Yeah. Like, he, we've, we've heard that before. We say I only, I only. We say I only left Minnesota because I wanted to be a head coach. So basically, he's just waiting for Tony to get out the way. As we say, get out the paint. Um, This movie was polarizing, especially because the NFL wanted no parts of it. 
And as you watch the movie, you can see why. <laughs> you definitely can see why. And something I did notice, kind of glad they took it out. I noticed they took the uh, cocaine scene out of this movie. Hmm. With at the dare party. And I was like, it was another scene here. It took me a minute to figure out what I was like, it had to be. I remember something. And I was like, yeah, they took it out. And I understood, I mean, because it really served no purpose throughout the film. I, I get where they were going at, but uh, we got playmakers later on to. Which you And the NFL pushed, and the funny thing is, the NFL pushed on ESPN. They removed after one season saying it was unrealistic and they put a negative. Um, eyeball vision on the NFL, and people were like on both sides. On one hand, it's like you know, NFL shouldn't be getting ESPN's business like that because it's like they're being heavy handed. You know, the money's the money. Other side's like, oh, well, yeah, they they don't really do stuff like that in NFL. Boy, the things that happen afterwards, it's like if anything, they're tame, and you notice like. It's funny thing about how ballers kind of you know showed that too. Like NFL raggedy, like we love it, and it's a football is beautiful, but like the NFL moves raggedy. It's a lot of things, and, it's all, and people defend it because it's like they love football. Yeah, but like I said, um, the NFL wanted no parts of this because, like you said, this movie was way ahead of its time as far as uh, doctors, uh, CTE, and just how. Things are maneuvered in the football because this wasn't the NFL in the movie. This is the what AAFL? Yeah, and the NFL exists. It's yeah. the AFF, AFFA. There it is. That's what that was so, because they didn't even talk about the Dolphins. Yeah. It's a rival league of the NFL. So it exists in this league. And it's kind of like that's part of the whole thing. The Dolphins making all this money. Y'all used to run the town. Y'all don't. And that's why she wants to move the team to LA because she can't get a new stadium. And. <laughs> Charlton Heston put a stop to that. Talking about this, how we do a business, really you know, don't put too much dip on your chip. Like you ain't out. Like basically, like you not Al Davis. Don't try to move like Al Davis. And yeah, one thing I forgot how long this movie is. You talking about relax? I'm like, yeah, 157 minutes is 157 minutes. You are absolutely right. This movie is long. So as is being this movie is long. What's the synopsis of this movie? I just gotta say one more thing. So I was I started watching it yesterday, mm-hmm. and I watched two thirds of it. And then when you get to the big game, the speech, it's still like fifty minutes left. <laughs> when you get to the credit scenes, it's eleven minutes. Because even once the credits come, it's a whole other scene. You got your in- it's yeah, like it was doing MCU like the whole press conference and stuff. <laughs> um, was happening during the credits. It was like an MCU stinger. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love that ending. I the movie could have been shorter. I think they could have uh, because I'm a, the one last thing before we get in the movie. Al Pacino had so many um, Oscar <laughs> heavy speeches in this movie, <laughs> where it's like, all right, this is gonna be the this is gonna be the one that's gonna give you that Oscar. I think he had like three or four. Uh, one was at the beginning, another one was when him and Willie was went to his house. And then the end speech. So we'll say three. And I'm just like, hi, hey, man, all these speeches kind of, yeah, they're wearing on me. They're long. Cut it out. Knock it off. Let's get to it. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you get this long speech, like the speech people point out is the best speech. As soon as you get that speech, you know, it's all about an inch. 
this best one, one yard. You did that to die. Well, are you gonna go out this? Are you gonna fight as men, or are you gonna fall and die as individuals? In the moment, everybody clapping, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kickoff return for a touchdown. <laughs> His best speech, they be shit. Yeah, and a lot of times that's all speeches mean or anything. And yeah, so synopsis is a movie is kind of like a former dynasty is in transition. As a once revered coach is dealing with the reality of football passing him by and how to handle a situation with the new generation personified by brash young quarterback Steeman Willie Beeman, as well as the machinations of a aggressive and super confident owner. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's pretty much the movie. Um, so yeah, go ahead. I don't know. So it's starting in like, you know, I guess they were seven and they were 73 and they were like on a losing streak. Like they already lost like three games or in a row, no two games in a row or three games in a row. And you see quarterback you know, Cap Rooney. <laughs> I wish Dennis you, Quaid himself. I wish you would never say the intruder thing. I laughed about it for like five minutes. Man, he's out there in the pocket. Look, and it's funny, like the music they use. It's like a lot of times they use orchestrated music, and it's a lot of thunder and lightning. It's everything's important, but the actual football. The actual football play is the least important part of the story. Is everything surrounding? You know, so basically, it's like a blitz. I guess a tackle. Mr. Blitz pickup, so he tries to, you know, run a boot, you know, tries to roll out the pocket. He gets hit by three people. I break my back. Uh, get up, Cap. Basically. Come on, nothing wrong with you. Yeah, all right. <laughs> the cameras ain't looking. His teammates, a, get the fuck up, Cap. What? I can't feel my toes. <laughs> my ass is on fire. Ah, shit. I'm, I'm, you know, this ain't good. Like, what's going on? And, you know... Aaron Eckhart is looking in there, like you know, they right they call the play the right way. The owner is pissed, talking about they didn't pick up the safety blitz. <laughs> Imagine Cameron Diaz like blurting out like my offense, my offense line is trash. Pretty and, much. You know, the wife is there watching and everybody's there, you know, the cheerleaders there looking around. The doctor's like, oh, it's checking. You all right, you'll be okay. No, I can't I can't feel my toes. Eh, it's a flesh wound. My ass is on fire. So he's on the cart. They put in a backup. Good lord. The backup quarterback gets hurt. <laughs> Where's my the helmet? Very next play. Where my helmet? First, where my helmet? Ah, but you know, like, yeah, you're gonna need that kid. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets hurt, and now all of a sudden, you know, to the point where James Wood is like, "Oh, we need you. What happened?" Another correct like just now? Did he fall off the, the bitch? <laughs> so he gets off the cart for the first one to help the second one. And then all of a sudden, it's you know, Willie Beeman. Huh? <laughs> What's your name? He's, he didn't even bear with name. He was reading a magazine eating Doritos. Yeah, you like normally if the the third string's not even like these days, the third string quarterback's not even active on game day. <laughs> even if you keep three, you don't even activate two. He's sitting there thinking like, if I'm getting in the game, we screwed. And it's like he didn't know any of the plays, and he gets in, and this is played by Jamie Fox. Awesome originally job. wanted to be originally, <sighs> you know, 
Sean Combs was supposed <laughs> to be in it. Uh, you know, he said it was because of scheduling conflicts with his music career. Other people said because he couldn't throw a football. Um, they offered to Chris Tucker. He he turned him down. I absolutely believe he just couldn't throw a, he couldn't throw the football, and they were just like, yeah, because yeah, him and Oliver Stone were friends, so it was probably that thing of okay, we got your back. We'll just say his music, which he was. I wonder, I wonder how this movie looks with Tucker instead of Jamie Foxx. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing when I read. It. I was like, mm, I don't, I'm not, I, I don't know. Jamie Foxx is a better. He's a more diverse actor than Chris Tucker. But it's not like Chris Tucker's a bad actor. No, that's what I'm and saying. Chris He's... Tucker definitely had the energy. And I don't know, like, the physic, like, you know, Jamie Foxx, I don't know about the physicality of it because it's kind of like, I say Chris Tucker do, like, been in three rush hour movies. I don't know if he's big enough to be like a quarterback, but every time I was looking at Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx didn't look like he was big enough to be a quarterback yeah. either. He's like Vic. So, I think it was just that Tucker had that, Tucker might have been a little bit taller, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of weird because it's like, I don't really know how. Like when I was thinking Chris Tucker, his size never stands out in a positive or negative way. Like he's not super short, he's not super tall, he's not super imposing, but he's not. He just looks normal, and that's the thing. Is kind of like you know, normal and football normally don't go hand in hand. Well, anyway, he's, he's six there. one, so I see why they probably might have wanted for a statue. What's that? He's six one, so I guess they brought okay. it for stature. That helps, you know. Six one. That's that's barely pushing it. He, he was five foot eleven. He met, he lasted in the third, you know, the third round like Russell Wilson. <laughs> so anyway, he gets in. He throws up. The fuck you throw it up on the logo. <laughs> I gotta get the three point stance and your vomit. They are not liking this, and who, chiefly who is not liking this is the running back, <laughs> Julian Washington. Hey, hater. Hater from the jump. As soon as Willie Beeman got in the game, that man just started hating. Look, it's it's a multi-point thing. It's kind of like, it's funny watching a movie where I didn't realize the role they had. Because L Cool J is kind of like, you know, on one hand, he's trying to position himself as like, you know, I'm a gatekeeper of the game we're supposed to be a teamwork we do things the right way he's not calling the plays he's disrespecting all of us and it sounds noble so it's also coming off like he messing up my money mm-hmm. i'm trying to hit this clause you know if i hit such and such i get an endorsement i hit this amount of money on my check and he messing that up they got commercials lined up for me oh Shit, okay. You talking about you. And it's kind of like, you know, it got this idea, like, you know, be Ricky Ward or any other running back, like, you know, he got paid. He just cared about money. Like, that's a bad thing. That's the funny thing. Like, he's supposed to be a villain because he worried about money from his job. I was looking more as far as selfish of the team because, you know, like, oh, just give me the ball. Very <laughs> about selfish. I mean, it's just football I mean, kind of dissuades from that. Like, you know, we all got to work together and sacrifice to do that. But it's like, it's not, they always paint wide receivers as, you know, they always paint certain positions as selfish. You know, wide receivers, running backs to a certain extent, and sometimes defensive linemen who go after sacks instead of like, you know, following their, you know, doing their assignment, stopping the run, the holding containment. It's like, you know, they're, they just deep. It's like everybody, like, I'm trying to do stuff to get paid because nobody's doing that for free. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he gets in the game and it's like, oh, you know, calm down. Treat the blitz. Da-da-da. 
first pass interception, <laughs> which happens a lot in his games. Like yeah. he, he throws he a throw lot one. of first drive picks. He throws one at least each game. No! I'm like, ain't no way in the world a black quarterback's getting this much wiggle room. That's Tyrod Taylor. He getting benched by week three. Only because he's the only option they had. So they don't, you know, he has a spark. He's running around. He changes a few plays. Um, the, you know, the offensive coordinator is like, it's not the play. What the hell? Like 66 Rhino. What the hell is that? <laughs> ain't no six, like whatever play he called, didn't even exist. He said, I know after the play. They were just like, what? <laughs> 666 Rhino. What the fuck is what that? What is that? And they all looking around like, what, what did that call? And meanwhile, Jim Brown doing Jim Brown stuff, talking about, y'all, uh, y'all standing on your ass. Just get a stop. Jim Brown whole thing <laughs> is either talk about how football used to be or basically, you know. Have a stroke. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get strokes. I give them. You got to get one goddamn stop. And you motherfuckers can't do that. The fuck is wrong with you? He's him and Jim Brown holler at you and LT like yeah, y'all better do this. Y'all ain't gonna have uh, have 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 me looking stupid out here. I think I don't know if it was this game. It might have been the next game with this game. He was he said uh he said Shark, I need you to get on that defense. I'm on it, coach. Well, you better not attack. I'm on it, coach. I'm on it. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> him and Jim Brown just arguing was just funny to me. Yeah, and it's like I want it. Like even in practice, they be like, you know, no, nah, that ain't how you do the drill. Show them how you really do it, motherfucker. Come on, stop hitting like a pussy. <laughs> so, yeah, so they don't win the game, but it's kind of like the whole like I just went through this Eagle fan, Jalen Hurts. He gave a spark to the team. Yeah, two touchdowns. I think he said it was nine for eleven or nine for twelve. Must have. Yeah, we saw all the we saw all the incompletions because we saw interception. We saw one pass he he missed for like ten yards. And we saw one where he just ran out of bounds. And, you know, we did see the hookup, like him and the the secret MVP, Bill Bellamy. Yeah, he was really you good. Watched, watched, yeah, he was you good. You watch this movie, he's like, you think Bill Bellamy is Jerry Rice. Because he all like, you know, I got to tell myself I'm the best receiver that ever lived. <laughs> and every time he's in there, he's making plays. Yeah. Even in the end of the game, we're going to ride you. Oh, shit. Okay. And it's kind of like he doesn't get a lot of saying, you know, he doesn't get a lot of, you know, camera time, but it's like he always produces. He's always in there and it, and it helps to create the, you know, the conflict between Jamie Foxx and El Cool J. Because like, oh, this is a run based offense. He ain't giving the ball. He called it all about this will be my touchdown. Well, they, they ain't no more. Mm-hmm. Instead of being happy, we've heard that before. You're messing up my bonus. I'm supposed to get paid. Oh well, if this was the Twitter era, hey, it's funny how that it's funny how that changed. Now quarterbacks be looking out for their players on it with that stuff. Now mm-hmm. I'm gonna hit you all because I know you're about to hit this bonus. So I throw this button route before it's like he messing with my money. So anyway, it's like oh cap, you know he may be out for the till the playoffs. We going go ahead and get it. Like I, I can do it, coach. I'll be all right. <laughs> can barely walk. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. In that first game halftime, can we talk about it? But Major Braille, look. <laughs> he looked and said to his defense, we got a third string quarterback that ain't going to produce shit. And Jamie was right in front of his face yeah. like, what? We got to make the stops. Like, he ain't going to do shit. The offense ain't going to do shit. So it's up to us to do shit. 
I mean, normally get to the third string quarterback. They ain't a lie. But you, we seen he's they, still standing I know you're not right say it, but I'm like, what are you on? So, excuse me, I got to talk to my teammates, go to the bathroom for a second. He was standing right in his face. I was like, good Lord, Jim Brown is all what? Yes, he was. So they lose the game. Then the conflict comes in. The owner's like, oh, I see something here. You know, maybe we can do something. Because her whole plan is she wants to get money for a new stadium. And she's going to leverage the fact that Los Angeles is ready for a new team and move to Los Angeles. Like, basically, if you don't give me what I want, I'm moving the team. That's the whole thing. And owners have done that all the time. And it's funny where eventually both San Diego and St. Louis moved to Los Angeles to a place that seemed like they didn't really miss football. Nope. At all. And San Diego went to, you know, the, the Los Angeles Chargers. The joke was, you know, they never play home games. Even their home games, the road fans outnumber them. It's like they should have stayed in San Diego. The Rams are like relatively successful and they have this billion dollar stadium that nobody can be in there because of COVID. The Raiders were in Oakland, went to Los Angeles, went back to Oakland, and now they moved to Vegas. And it's always been that whole thing, like, you know, all this money in Los Angeles. And like Los Angeles is a funny sports town where they care about college football. Mm-hmm. Pros has always been like, eh, I guess. Like it never really been that passionate. Like that's a that's Lakers town and that's Dodgers town. And even even King, like football's fourth. If you just count the pro sports, but it's always that care. Like, you know, this team easily worth $700 million, which is probably a, a big number back then. Um, but now would be quaint. Like, you know, a team's being worth billions now. So that's their whole plan. Like, I, I need to make the team comfortable. I need to get in the playoffs to get TV money. So we look valuable enough so I can make more money with the team. That's her goal. And this whole, and she ain't trying to hear her drunk ass mom. And 12 people jumped, put the air in. Okay. Woo! Send her home. Make sure she gets home safe. Good Lord. But I can understand how her mom is just like, I'm over this shit. I've been doing this too damn long. Yes. Cause she was kind of like, Football made her family a lot of money, but her husband was never there and her and her daughter don't get along. It's like, what's the point? And that's one of the overall themes like Al Pacino, you know, he's in the bar and, you know, hearing some Jim Rohn want to be. Like, you know, the coach <laughs> passing by, he barely got any plays. That's, and look at him, got a growing up. That's Jack Rose Jim to Rome. you. Mm-hmm. That's Jim Rohn Jr. Like, it just sucks. He's just old and everything. He in a bar by himself, and he thinks this woman. You know who that was, right? Jesse Spano. Uh huh. I didn't even. She looked for me. I didn't even catch it. Dark hair does wonders. Okay. Elizabeth Berkeley herself. You know, oh, showgirls. You think? Yes. You think maybe post? <laughs> so she went to Vegas instead of going to L.A. Yeah. She went to Miami. Huh? Oh, either she just uh, dropped out of college in the college years of Saved by the Bell and was like, "Fuck it." So this is either Nomi, the further adventures of Nomi Malone or Jesse Spano trying to make it work during the undergrad years. And, you know, she hitting on, you know, she, oh, you're the coach right there. You go, I better be not screaming and shouting and everything. And how's it going? And you're like, oh, I just do all right. You know, I'm just a coach. You know, <laughs> old man, they just love going around. 
All did right. You, did you just say, oh, I'm, I'm just a coach? <laughs> no, they don't think I'm they don't think I'm that good. I'm glad you think that. Oh, you got a sweet ass there. <laughs> well, he didn't say that like, this ain't this is not the energy he has from Heat. It's kind no, of like, no, you he, know, if this is if the character from Heat was in rehab. Like that energy used to be there, you're just chilling. So he's thinking everything all good. Oh, you know, I got old man swag. I'm semi-famous. It's my city. And he's like, oh, you need some company for night. 5K. What? 5,000. Oh, you know, get my friends. They can meet your friends, too. I got friends. Like, oh, no thanks. Not he's disgusted. He's just not interested at this time. Yeah, he was just not right now. Yeah, he was just like, ah, no. Because he kind of know. But he thought he was going to have, you know, you just doing it because it's because of the vibes. Yeah, no. She said a thousand for the. What'd she say? A thousand? No, five thousand. Yeah, but I thought she said five thousand to stay over the night. Yeah. And then she said a thousand for something. Maybe it was just, a, just Yeah, probably an hour. Yeah, that's probably what it was. And I, and I would just say, and this is via research, that those are exorbitant numbers for 1999. Ah, you take a check, don't you? That's. That is considered, <laughs> I would just say, that is what is normally maybe charged for an evening and like a whole evening now, 20 years later. Huh. And like five grand we high in now. 1999? Shit. I was still wow. even didn't do his research or just, he was like, or he was paying too much when he was doing just, it. Just make sure you cash it on Monday, please. And then Jim Brown, like, you turning out that? Shit. Jim Brown was ready for that action because she said she's like, I got some friends too for your friend. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, so they have a meeting next day with the owner and the coach. And the the owner is like, look, Nick Crozier, he's the future. He's got these wonderful plays. It's modern. Stop doing that old shit. And, you know, let him do his thing. And you talking about Cat Roll? Cat will be fine. Just buffing his ass. He's what? Two Pantheon cumps and blah, blah, blah. And she like, look, this man is 39 years old. And his last year, I'm not re-signing him no $7 million a year. And she absolutely right. Yeah. Nothing she said was wrong. And here is the dirty secret about as when you look at greatest QBs of all time, the only ones that have left with the teams that drafted them are John Elway, like as of right now, are John Elway and Dan Marino that left on their own terms. Not like injury because of Steve Young or Troy Aikman. Just like I retired on my time. Everybody else had to ended up somewhere else. Peyton Manning, somewhere else. Brett Favre, somewhere else. Joe Montana, somewhere else. Tom Brady himself. That's, you know, the... Disputed, undisputed, high qualification. If you ask who's the greatest of all time, if he's not one, he's one A. He's no lower than two. He's in Tampa Bay, not New England. So you rarely got your own terms. And the owner's job is not to be. You know, some owners, you know, especially the older one, they sentimental. It's like, oh, a lot of years, made me a lot of money. She has none of that. She has none of those ties. Yeah. It's like this. We got an old squad. Too many people overpaid. And you need to adapt to the future because what's what you done? You ain't win. Hey, man, say he won two of them. Cap yeah, Rooney, yeah, how long you ago? this game. 
took this game to levels. He's the titan of this game. You know, he's the reason why you're in this chair now. She's like, no, my daddy dying is the reason I'm in this chair now because he was rich. And that old, like, I show me all these old pictures from 15 years ago. That don't mean nothing. <laughs> Doug Peterson just got fired. He won a Super Bowl three years ago. Yeah. Um, they was in the playoffs. They was in the playoffs last year. And that don't mean squatting right now. He is looking for a new job. This is a what have you done? Is a what for you done late me generation? Yeah, that stuff which you used to did and did back in the day don't mean anything. <laughs> like you said, this movie hit 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 home even today, even more today. Nick Crozier is like you know I'm not gonna just be. What's the point of me doing all these plays? He ain't gonna follow. I'm not just gonna waste my career away. And she basically gave the whole unspoken promise yeah. like you're not you up next i got you yeah josh mcdowns josh mcdowns have heard that too had he yeah he left and came back it's probably still because <laughs> yeah because he was supposed to be the, it's funny he's supposed to be the coach recently of the coats mm-hmm. and he was accepted the job and changed his mind which led to the coats taking frank reich which led to a whole bunch of stuff happening in philly which led to a whole bunch of stuff happening in new england and it's and it's the whole unspoken thing. It's like when Belichick is done, you up next. I don't know if anybody told Belichick that. <laughs> or when when is when exactly is next? It's like next is a whole figure speaking. But it's kind of like you know, I'm a we hear the story all the time. I'm a young up and coming coordinator. I'm ready for the big chair. Mm-hmm. And this old man is not ready for it. And another override thing is why the reason why he doesn't have control over more personnel controls if because. Her father felt like he couldn't handle it. He's too sentimental and he couldn't make the hard decisions. That's why he never gave him that power. And when she told him that in the third act, you would have thought she shot him with a gun. Because he was hurt. Like he don't, just, oh. don't tell me about making decisions. Your father knew to stay in the box. Let a coach coach. <laughs> My father would have made you GM then. <laughs> why do you think he picked me? Can't make the hard decisions, Tony. He had that Goku pain, heart problem. Oh shit! So yeah. So meanwhile, Willie Beam at home with his girlfriend, Lido Shaw. You did do it, baby. Everything you gonna be with her? You know, you gonna do? You gonna start the right game? I don't know. I hope I start and everything like that. I'm just gonna make it do what it do. And at first, he humble, like trying to get his chance and everything like this. And that soon changes. Next game, instead of like you know, follow the plays. You know, just this, this all you gotta do. And he don't do that. He calling audibles and he's ch- not just calling audibles, he's changing the plays that are called in. And for some reason, this is like blasphemy. Yeah, because he after he scores, he scores a touchdown and uh even the announcers call it out. The motto pulls him to the side. He's like walking when I'm talking to him, I'm like, did you change a play? Do not change the plays that I call. It's disrespect to the game. And he's like, oh, like, yeah, boss. All right. <laughs> it's a change. Like, I, at first, when you watch the movie, it's kind of like, what the fuck is this coming from? But as the movie plays out more, you kind of see where Willie was coming from with that. Because it's it's the same thing he had been going through with white coaches uh, throughout his uh, career. So it's like, uh, okay, whatever. Yeah, so he's making it do, and to the, you know, disdain of Julian because like I'm trying to get paid 
That's this my used to run through me. Like, you know, I'm basically like, you know, you're making it from a Derrick Henry offense to um, what's his face? Uh, Ryan Tannehill offense. Like, I'm the machine. I'm the, I got the commercials. You, I'm the one coming off on a boat. Like, we need to talk about how well these, how much money these people are making. They talking about he was making what ten million a year in ninety nine. Wasn't that when um Bax as a running back? I thought Bax. I thought that was like the last end of Bax getting that big money. Running backs weren't making that much back then. Running backs barely make that much now. <laughs> they was hitting like it was Bax getting these long term deals. I thought like the top the backs were like. But it was like seven years. They might sign like a seven year deal. Yeah, and they might be average like seven to eight, not no ten. Yeah, we gotta look at the contract. I'm 90, sure. The, I'm sure that contract was long. I mean, they want no short contract. But I'm saying, even with the length of the contract, and they basically saying like he was afraid he wanted to leave anyway. It's kind of like running backs weren't making that much money back then. And if they were, it's like maybe I don't even think you know Eddie George. They might because it's like a lot of times seven years, sixty something million. They come out averaging like seven to eight a year signing bonus. The last three years voidable. so they were making like. Money, money. He's making what, like, Derrick Henry making now. I don't. The money kind of funny because the money, the money thing is funny because I think even somewhere in the movie, Dwayne Martin, who is a uh, old boy's agent, he was like, "Yeah, uh, they ready to extend you for five million. They offer you, they, yeah, they offer you. No, matter of fact, they was offering you two, but we can get more." And one five was two. They were offered extension for two million dollars. Good lord, what? <laughs> like now nah, we can get more in the free agent market, and it's not. I bring it up because like these people coming off on like he comes off on the harbor in a boat with like three women, like he's Scarface, <laughs> just like he, just like Rick Ross. It's like that has to be one of the things this movie stresses is how if you. You in Miami, and you an athlete, especially football. You're royalty. Yeah, you, they treat you like you are royalty. Like the world is that small section of the world is your oyster. So, yeah. So it's like you know they having parties and everything, trying to figure out what's going on. So they, like they had the next game. He's making it do what it do against you know against the. Coach has beef with it. The uh, off the court, like, I ain't called out. I don't know what he's doing. I, I'm but, telling you, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they have success. And, you know, it's like, I'm making it rip. It's like, you can't argue with success. They winning. And it's that's where the whole conflict come in. It's kind of like Willie Beeman's way is working. But it's coming in conflict with everybody telling him how to work. And it's like this whole battle of like old school versus new school. And you hear that all the time. And it's also the add dynamic. It's a young black quarterback doing it. And normally young black quarterback that I spoke and get that. Oh, he's difficult to deal with. You don't get those. You know, you don't get a second chance. Your problem. You a diva. You don't care about the game. You selfish. When you white, you fiery. And the reason why he got this chance, because keep in mind, you talking about how oh, after two games, he want to see about like, no. He comes in as a third string the first game. He didn't start the second game either. He came in again. I understand that. Yeah, okay. Jared Beanie came in and throwing 10 yards. Oh, you know, where Miami's throwing the ball to Texas. 
So he played two games, started two games, and this no, motherfucker he had a played bit. two games. No, he played two games, and then he started two games. They started winning, and then he started getting endorsement. This whole after a week, he do that like no, it does a, not happen. Like he is no way yes, he do. He is no way he yes, should have. It do. It's, it's no way he should have a milkshake commercial. No, successful <laughs> for a month. I, and you knew in '99. I'm talking about I'm, yes. I'm, 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 now. Yes, I understand how that happens. Yes. In 1999, no. Matt Flynn had one game, one game at the end of the season and got paid. Imagine if he had it for a month. You talking about getting paid? Yeah. I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about. Imagine if he did that for a month. Yes, he's getting he's getting ESPN the magazine things. He's getting commercials. We have seen it. We that have seen was, Okay, I'm sorry. That's just insane. I don't remember that. This motherfucker was on what you say, Sports Illustrated, Sport News, a milkshake yeah. video, buses. Jalen Hurts beat the Saints, and they're talking about him like he was Jesus. Yeah, talking about an endorsement. Yeah, no. I get that. I know what you saying. It's like he got smiles and he getting Twitter thing. Hey, it, trust me, if they have, if, if the Eagles had made the playoffs, then we'd be talking about him the same way. If he was doing all this flashy stuff, and they actually won instead of lost. He'd have been they've been talking about him like you know the humble Willie Beeman. So that part of like newfound fame ain't that surprising. I just I, think I think you needed more games in '99. I don't know. Just to me, I maybe I'm remembering the times different. I understand how it can happen now just because of social media yeah. alone. And and I'm saying it don't take much when you knew. That's why they say flavor of the month. The the American Idol era. Yeah, but that wasn't 99, you know, though. I'm just talking about in general. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you now. Like, during that, you know, certain time period, you could become famous it's, easy. It's, 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 you know, now it moved quicker. Now it wouldn't even, trust me, if that happened now, it would took a game. That's all what it took. Because, and keep in mind, you know, probably wasn't a lot of black quarterbacks like then. And, he, and one of the things about Willie Beeman is people like him, it's kind of like, you know, he keeps it real. He speaks his mind. <laughs> it's not a whole bunch of like, you know, cliched answers. It's like gravitates, you know, it's brand new. It's like, I like him. He's like that. And he talk, and I don't know what the conversation they was having in practice <laughs> about the <laughs> F word slur. Yeah, I, I, to whatever. I, I didn't understand I didn't, it either. I don't know what they were talking about. That sounded like some off, off the, you know, I'm saying off camera shit that he was filming. And <laughs> it was just like, oh shit, just keep rolling. Yeah, and they would, and you see dynamic how different teams, like you know, the white people hang, like they all shower together by like the white group out here listening to Metallica, you know, taking showers and everything like that. They like turn that devil shit off. (laughs) Yeah, your man uh, out out of James Hetfield. Your man uh, from the program in Higher Learning was in this, uh, and and also he was in um, Batman Returns. Oh, she was the facade. Shit. Yo, he looks so much different in that yeah. movie. That's why I like yeah. Compared to any other movie he did in. It's like, oh, you can't dance. It's like that. He's trying to dance with him. So it's like, I got something with you. And one scene, he bring a damn alligator in, what? It, in the Jesus. shop. Jesus. Yeah, this this is definitely not the NFL. Um, I'm just saying, wait, what's who's that lineman that used to play on the Bills that got in trouble? Oh, Richie Incognito. It's not like something he would do. Oh God! Yeah, you're right about that. I got something for you, N words. <laughs> Here, 
basically. So it's that whole, you know, so that's going on. Willie Beam is starting to smell himself. His girlfriend is not pleased. And, you know, she go to one of the parties like, oh, you know, how long you been married? Well, we're not married yet. We did. Oh, it don't count to you married. Yeah. Cap, Cap wife is hating. She is hating hard, like, oh, it doesn't count till you get married. And she'll ask her one thing and then cut across her again. And she's just like, man, fuck all these bitches. Yes. Like, she is the quintessential trope. Like, you know, her whole thing is being married to the quarterback of the Miami Sharks. That is her life. Yes. And to her, good Lord, to, she just gets, her character gets ugly and uglier as this movie goes on. And it's kind of like it's a lot of people where their character gets tied up in their in their career, their position, and oftentimes it's focused on maybe it's not even them, it's the people around them. Like you know, you can't quit. You can't quit. What do you mean? We? I'm doing this. What do you mean? I can't quit. Like this. This isn't a we thing. It's like no, I take my whole thing. And it's like it's you know even military. A lot of military wives try to take on the rank of their spouse. Like no, I'm a I'm a colonel. Not married to one. Yeah, it's not the same thing. It's you know she. Yeah, we 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 go. We will get there. But basically, he tells her, "I'm fucked up. I'm 39 years old. I can barely hold a spoon. I'm shaking, and I'm don't remember shit." And her and Tony D'Amato are basically like, "Oh, this is your head. It's, It's in your head. You got three. You got at least three years left." His wife, you got two, three years. What are y'all talking? I'm telling you, I can barely hold a spoon. One person is telling me it's in my head, and the other person is telling me, no, you ain't going to quit. And, and it abuses well, me. Yeah, and it's like, and I would, I'll be worried too, because you got James Woods like, no, you know, uh, you want to give him MRI for what? <laughs> That's 20 grand. This <laughs> is a fucking like, mad man. They got a big in a boo-boo face. Every time they get a boo-hoo, you're gonna spend twenty thousand dollars. Mess the team. Like the money we don't spend now, we get come bonus time. The Ferraris, the women, the mansion, the conferences. That's come from something. It's like these people are warriors. They need to hear. Oh, we need to do. It might be a you know um, linebacker shark. Feel like you know he can't see. Might have a hematoma. Eh, Maybe just got gas. I know as as someone who works in that type of field. That you had to had the meanest face looking at James Wood. Now we know how you feel about him personally, <laughs> James Wood in general, but just the character. And I'm just like, yes, I know Shahid is disgusted right now. I'm watching, so I'm like, this man is, and it's not. They, they. It's funny where people say it's an exaggerated version. I was saying not that much. It is not. It is plenty of doctors like that, and which is why people have such a negative outlook on. Medicine is sports like the doctor doesn't work for you or work for the team, and they just gonna do whatever you need to do to patch you up, put shots in you, hide the stuff just so they can get paid. And they just try to hide it's like I'm patching up a gladiator, I'm giving them what they want, I'm giving them their glory. They don't, if they wanted to live normal lives, they wouldn't be playing football. That's the justification they tell themselves to do this nonsense. So it's like, oh, hey, brain bleeding. I don't know. I mean, if I don't see it, how I know is their idea. Like, I don't want to know. And I know how messed up it is, but it's like they chose this life. We all making money. Shut up. You didn't turn this. I'm the doctor. If they got diarrhea, you treat that. Anything involving bones, bruises, or sprains, I treat that. You stay in your lane and go work for Jim Gordon if you don't like it. Pretty much. 
you know, you that's who that is. You one of the few family members that I can stomach. Because it's funny, Ryan realized that who that that's who that was. The same dude from the Dark Knight Rises. Oh yeah. Come on, phone. I asked you putting your, your dress blues. Yeah, Matthew Bodie. He's like, uh, just try to help people. But even even at the end, his ethics get you know say get you know pushed to a limit because he's like, give me another shot. Give me my shot, please. Oh, so they they're starting to have success. It's starting to go to Willie Beeman's head, and it's kind of like you know, yeah, they try to put words in my mouth. You know how the media go, and everything like this. It's like the media is trying to tear it out, like you know, black men can't think, and we're not too smart for the spot. And it's funny where he's saying a lot of stuff that's true, and he's he's doing it the same way Kyrie Irving does it, where it's kind of like Kyrie Irving says a lot of things that are true, and he says in a way. That if you take a step back and not realize it's Kyrie Irving, makes the people fighting him look stupid because history often proves him right. But also it's kind of like it's from the same way where it's like Kyrie Irving says a lot of off the wall stuff. Earth is and it's hard to take. Like I always say, it doesn't matter how wise, how intuitive, how intelligent you are. If you say some stuff like, you know, I don't know if the earth flat, but I don't know if it ain't flat. How we know that kind of that puts a pilot and almost disqualifies anything else you see out your mouth. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad you said it because that's when I, when I was watching the film earlier last week or this weekend, that's what I noticed. I was like, he is sitting here talking like Kyrie Irving. And it hit me. I was just like, geez. I said, he's making sense in the football you know, world, especially in, in that era in time. But, yeah, he's feeling himself too. So he's saying shit. He then he gets to the point where he's just talking to talk. He's saying some smart shit, but then he also saying some dumb shit when he get around other people. We'll get there. <laughs> so he's doing that. His his girlfriend leaves like, oh, you, you dumb country ass. You can't even read the playbook. Oh, he's throwing up all the time. And she's like, I'm glad you know they they break up because it's kind of like you know he out smelling himself like you didn't come home and everything and he trying to play all that's why I like about I'm glad we have kids I don't want to watch you all cussing and shit get out here with your big ass uh, I mean that I mean, that was a beautiful big ass but okay look Lila Rashawn is a married woman don't have Antoine Fuqua sick Denzel on you I want some equalizer shit I mean what's the what's they be saying respectfully respectfully <laughs> No, if you guys say that, that means people say that when they about to say something very disrespectful. I, I didn't say anything else. I just said respectfully. Mm-hmm. So they break up. He's doing commercials. He's doing music videos and everything He's doing like that. Music videos about milkshakes. Met Rex commercials and everything. And it's like this, this <laughs> stuff is moving. And the team is not like, you know, some people are liking this. Cameron Diaz is liking this because yeah. it helps her. Because like I said, her whole plan is to move the team and she's plotting against the mayor from a men deacon. You know what this plays out Man, like? Clifton. I'm sorry to cut across you, but you know how this whole dynamic is playing out. Uh, the model is uh, Mike Shanahan. <laughs> Mike Shanahan and uh, Willie B with his RG3 first year. When you know you heard that thing about rumblings, yeah. yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That whole thing. So, so anyway, it's like her whole thing is she's trying to leverage a deal in Los Angeles to move to Miami, and he's like, "Oh, you know, you got you moving too fast and everything like that." And it's like, you know, you gotta, you know, 
play fair to get fair, something like you we know, play along, play things along. the right way, play along, yeah, get along to play along. Like you know, you do things the the right way, and you you get what you need to get. Slow down. And she's probably somebody I used to men telling her to slow down. She ain't trying to hear it. And she basically got a reputation where it's like they treat her like she will. She's a predator, which they would admire if she's a man, man, but she's a woman because she's a woman. Yeah. And it's a funny thing where if you initially watch it, you would think Cameron Diaz is the bad guy. No, No. she is not. She just had she made she just has a plan on how she wants to do things. And she basically getting labeled a villain because she's a woman. Yeah, because she want she wants a woman and she's she's very strong in the position that she's in. She knows what she wants, she knows what she wants to get done, and she's not taking no for an answer. And men can't handle it. No man can handle it. From her uncle. <laughs> ah, you don't know anything about football. Your father wouldn't have got involved. But yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not your father. So eventually you get, you know, he's he, so Willie Beam is doing his thing. They're winning. He's the talk of the town. And this speech is going on, hearing all that about how, you know, black QBs get treated, how black athletes get treated. And everybody trying to shut them up. And one person who is watching this is the coach who decided to take up the offer of the lady tonight that he first met. And she's watching this day in bed, like, oh, it'd be funny. It'll be, it'd be great if you're young. And they're having a good time, the TV on. And she watched, oh, oh, you like that? Oh, yeah, you know, he keep it real. He's got fire. He's not fake. Something about his eyes I like. Yeah, Jesse Spano. Yeah. She wouldn't have been talking like this and saved by the bell. But anyway, go ahead. And <laughs> it's just money can buy a lot of things, but money can't buy vibes. Like, if you have, like, if you if people like you, they like you. And you can rent it. And you can try to buy it, but it's not the same. And, and with, you know, it's not better or worse. It's just not the same. This whole thing is like he's seeing, like, I'm just imagining you spent $5,000 for the night with this woman, and she's throwing goo-goo eyes at this dude for free. He spent a night with her where they were tickling and having a great time. Oh, yeah. Take checks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever do that voice again. Like yeah, yeah, I'm sound like he about to have a stroke. He was hurt. He was hurt because I think yeah. that, that's what he realized. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm giving five thousand dollars away for something that I thought I had vibes, but nah. Like she and go- that's the thing. It's if you understand it, you're just paying for an experience. You fine. It's when you try to make it something that's not. It's when you feel hurt. It's like I thought we had something. It's like yeah, you had a night. No, 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 no. They didn't have a night. They woke up tickling. He was being tickled. That's something completely different. Look, I would tickle somebody too. They gave me $5,000. Coochie, coochie, coo. Shit. That's what the fuck they were doing too. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? But yeah, I feel you. Yeah, so. You know, so eventually they have a meeting because, you know, Cap is pushing to get his job back. It's conflict about, you know, salaries and coming up and how they run the team. And if some people feel like Beam, Willie Beam is getting, you know, too big for, you know, too much dip on his chips. So they have a meeting at the house and it's this long speech about how football should be. And <laughs> coach is basically like, you know, and meanwhile, um, Ben Hur is playing in the background. Okay, so this is the, okay, yeah. All right, so we had the point of that 
him and Willie and the coaches uh, meeting. Okay, I got you. Yeah, and it's kind of like from the coach's standpoint, it's like you know when you're a quarterback, you represent not just yourself, you represent the team, the organization. It's like a CEO. It's a different shelf life than other spots. It's not like a wide receiver allowing like that. You're the quarterback that has a certain level of importance, and you changing plays, you know, because like Julian, like yeah, he changed the plays, coach. Not just oh, yeah, he, was he changed the active plays in there. He messed up the plays that you put, the play that you won titles on. <laughs> the plays that you put that I like. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Snitching because he's trying to get paid. So basically it's like, you know, and he knows it works because everyone has pride and ego. And it's his whole thing is kind of like you have to respect the game because, you know, it can always go away. And you just want to have, you know, you want to make sure you have positive memories and no regrets and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, football is an honorable thing. Men forge lifelong friendships because they're sacrificing for the greater good. And that's what's about teamwork. And it is no one like people do sacrifices like a lot of people, you know, it's a my Pro Bowl center. That's a multimillionaire can walk in a bar. And no one knows who he is. And he walk around with broken fingers and busted toes and sacrificing for other people, I mean, he get compensated for it, but it's like he can, he does it toilessly. No one like average person don't know who a long snapper is or can name like you know who's a middle line. You know, it's like if you're not famous or you're doing a you know a regular job, quote unquote regular position, no one knows. But you know that if you don't do your job correctly, the team doesn't function. And you're doing all of this for the greater glory of the team, even though it's like on you know, many levels is unfair because that was football about. And Willie Beam ain't trying to hear none of this. <laughs> I don't mean to disrespect. He said, it was just sad. I see all those pictures up there. They're ghosts. And what he basically saying is, when I'm done with the game, when the game done with me, I want my name to be bigger than, you know, transcend all this. So I can understand it. And he talked Yeah, And he says how he has trust issues. And it's like, how are you? This what? You know, <laughs> you know the I have coached people of your race for 20 right. years. And you took a little money, didn't you? Didn't you, Willie? <laughs> no, it can't. So basically, the whole thing is Willie Beeman got a suit. Yeah, three hundred dollars suit. To go to like an award, a war suit. Got knocked by the NCAA because he was should have been a first round pick. Dropped to like the seventh round, and then got laid was a troublemaker. I'd be mad too. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he has seen to have a, He has a right to be upset. No tattoo because you see like tattoos and you saw something Reese Claret went through and like how many times oh you know they try to mark you like now you they laugh at it it's like oh should have got more oh yeah they, 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 like you saw like Reggie Bush they tried to like you know throw him under the jail now they just <laughs> like, put sad stories up there for us now but whatever it's like, you know, ask the Fat Five how that go. And they got lucky. At least they got they still got drafted first round. Some people are like, oh, he, he's undraftable. He's a criminal. He got to sit out. And it's like, this cost me money. This league just, you know, chews you up and spits you out. And that's not going to be me. And you're talking that old stuff that don't exist. Even the way you talk to me is like, you know. You don't talk to me. You're talking at me. Yeah. Go play like your mama cooking grits and watching you up. <laughs> he did the impersonation. He said, oh, you live in the hood, don't you? Go out there and go to the Buick. <laughs> Mom's waiting at the door. She just finished making some biscuits. <laughs> yeah, man, you always talking at me, not to me. Come on, man. So, yeah, I this kind of, yeah, he's son. I don't mean it that way, but it's like it come off that way. Yeah. A lot of people try to do that when they try to talk, when they try to relate to you. They doing this way that's just like so hip, 
Like, I'm a human. Just talk to me like a human being. Don't be like, you know, like my mama making black eyed peas, but you talk to cat like that? Yeah. No. And then it, it, Willie so. being himself, and he'd be like, I never understand what that kid's saying. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? Swag. <laughs> fuck if I ain't like your bro. Fuck if I know. I'm 60 years old. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, can we have a Jim Brown break just, just for general purpose? Boy, that's like a porno line. I don't, I don't get strokes, motherfucker. I give them. Jim Brown. Good Lord. Yeah. But at this point, so the relationship between uh, the coach and Willie is fractured. So eventually he's going to get benched because, like, oh, you're going to be ready for the playoffs, Cap. <laughs> we need you. Glad here. And uh, he tell, oh, he tells Willie this. Like, he tells Willie this at the at their little thing too. He's I'm starting cap. I knew that's why you brought me over here. You gonna sell me out? So he brought him over there basically to tell him, yeah, I'm going with cap in the playoffs. Uh, some bullshit. And meanwhile, the owner is kind of like, uh, you know, you know, backs are tricky, right? He ain't gonna be ready for the playoffs, right? Oh, I see what I can do. I can slip a disc. <laughs> What about Shark? I need him. Can he play? Uh, shark, shark might die. <laughs> but can he play this one game? <laughs> Good lord! And come, to, and come to find out, so basically, they Shark had a broken neck that never healed correctly, and they hit it. And as they're saying, like one wrong hit can, like you know, lead to paralysis and seizures and stuff like that. And you never know. And Shark is like, I guess it was kind of like you know, he just had to hit some. It was funny how the bonuses work. Like he had to hit certain incentives to get a million dollars. Yeah, three more tackles and one more sack. Yeah, even like even including the playoffs, which is like normally playoffs is separate, but whatever. AFFA different yeah. type of rules. <laughs> yeah, different. And. Coach finds this out that basically like the doctor lied and is pissed. I don't want you around. Any of my players. Get out. And then, but it's funny. Yeah, yeah. He calls him and, you know, he calls him like, don't don't try to act like your hands clean because we've been doing this and you've been involved in it too. Such and such and such and such and such and such. Get him out of here. He's like, all right, come on, honey. Nah. Nah. I'm going to stay here. All right. Enjoy getting butt fucked by twelve Neanderthals. I'm, wow. I'm absolutely sure James Woods just feels <laughs> that way in real life. Just all right, Mel that. Gibson. All right, Mel Gibson. Shit. <laughs> he just said the first thing that came to say that's not in the script. Fuck it. So that goes, and it's like he mad because the other doctor snitched, and he's like, you know, that's you gonna miss me, and blah blah blah. Because this whole thing was. The owner is basically saying, you know, you save us money with this cap stuff. I remember that come bonus time. Mm-hmm. Man, that bonus, bonus gone, job gone, girlfriend gone. He was dating a cheerleader. She went, eh, sorry. You don't, you don't got a job anymore. I was dating you because clout. You cloutless. Yeah, you got to find another team in um, that league. 
So, yeah, meanwhile, like, you think you can do this, Cap? Uh, I ain't really healing like I'm supposed to. Damn it! We could, we could have made options. I had four I weeks <laughs> to four go another weeks. way. I could have got cut water for God's sakes. Like he just, oh, hey, I fought for you and you faking it. And he's like, oh, I got, I can do it. I can fake it. Uh, listen, I can do it. And <laughs> he, he, he know he, he know he can't. Yeah, he was just sitting there like, ah, oh, Tony, you know, uh. I'm, you know, my back's not healing like it's supposed to. I'm having blind spots in my memory. I can't hold a spoon. I get the shakes. Cap, Cap, listen to me. You know these things that you tell me? Yeah, they're all in your head. They're all in your head. I need you one more time. Come on, Cap. Be there for me. Uh, okay. And I'm just like, yeah. Fuck Tony D'Amato. Because <laughs> he clearly see this man is shook. He's shook because he knows he's not. He's basically saying, I'm not what I used to be. I know I'm not. And it's I've come to that realization. But everybody around me who supports me is not on board with me. And I'm trying to rely on you because I don't trust Willie Beeman and the team trusts you and they don't trust him because Willie Beeman talking about, you know, I did all the credit. He criticized. He getting a fist fight with, with, with Julius talking about, you don't got the right to criticize nobody. You ain't earned that right. Oh, motherfucker. God. Like they, they really got the squabbling. <laughs> really? So they, so they fighting and Willie Beeman out there thinking everything cool and he's taking credit for the team and Lawrence Taylor does not like that. Because he lets them know, like, offense and defense works together as halves. If they don't work together, you don't have, you can't do one without the other. And he proves that point by taking a chainsaw <laughs> and cutting his car in half. What's wrong with Don't you, motherfucker? <laughs> you gonna put some respect <laughs> on the defense to get the fuck out of my house. And these people had damn mansions. These people had castles. They had mansions. It was a mansion full of coke, orgies, and all types of shit. This motherfucker got a whole family and had a party at his house. L, like L Cool J's coming off a speedboat. Lawrence Taylor's living in a man. Um, the house that Dennis Quaid is living in. Like this man was I'm Sosa's sure. neighbor. Do I want to go to Tony Montana? Talking about make sure you got them packs. Hey, the NFL. Hey, if I miss the NFL, I'm still be all right. <laughs> he said he was all right. Yeah. He's like, you know, I've been good with the money and the kids taking yeah. care of, and I'm ready to hang it up. Hang it up? What you gonna do? Uh, you know, talk to TV people. TV, no. TV, you're a quarterback. You're a quarterback for the Sharks. You got three good years. Y'all did not marry a quarter. Slaps him. Hey, he's about to. He yeah. looked like a damn two year old that just got slapped. <laughs> That's why I know this ain't the intruder. <laughs> you know what happened in that movie? Uh huh. He'd have turned that. Show. What was going on with his face in that movie? He was look like Willem. He was like the Green Goblin with no mask. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how he was doing it, but no. So her, her whole thing is, her whole identity is tied to being married to the quarterback of the Sharks, right? And but- she will fight. Go ahead. You no know, hook. She will fight by hook or by crook to keep that. Which is, which is it's insane. not even about the money. It's not about anything else because they are taking care of financially. Mm-hmm. It's the whole image. status. Yeah, image like, oh, you're, you got the starting quarterback. But it, he sees it like, yo, this kid is on my ass. 
He's going to take the job. I know he's going to take the job because I'm not even mentally there anymore. You got two or three more good. Uh, why are you fighting for that commercial? He should have said that. You should have said the superstar line. Uh, that's teamwork. That's for kids. That's what I did. Charity. She is not trying to hear none of that charity and teamwork bullshit. Fuck that. <laughs> so that stress is going on, and they, you know, models like they trying to take my job. Like you know, you need to do something like this and everything. And it's another speech she has with the owner, and. Like, you need to do this, this, and this, because this is the future. It's like, oh, you're not going to renew my contract? I'm just saying, you ain't win. You know, I ain't mean no disrespect. You know, you get one of these rings, you can say whatever. Just win oh, one. Okay, win one. Win one first. Just win one. She ain't like that. At all. And then it, imagine having that argument, and then you in your house looking at pictures of your father, stuff like that, and him, and then hearing him have a conversation with your drunk mom that's also not drunk. Am I am I over the hill? I'm losing the team. Always had, always had control, and now I have control anymore. And it's just, you know, I don't know if I got anymore. Oh, don't worry about it. Football sucks. Like, it just took everything away from my family, and I don't have anything. It took my husband away, and I got this crazy-ass daughter that's mad. And it's like, we got money, and it's just, And she's you know, hearing all this because she's in matter. another room. She's in the, no, she's in her dad's office that I guess is near where they're talking at. And her mom, mother just blurts out, you know, he wanted a son. And she's just like, oh, shit. Hearing all this shit right now? So, yeah. I mean, the house is big, but it ain't that big. Yeah. You know, voices care. And he, she hear that. And she normally don't worry about that. This one went in the locker room thinking people. Oh, yeah. She don't care. She by sticks swinging and everything like that. And Willie Beeman got the balls to ask her out. I don't date players, but you could see. Boy, was the chemistry in that there right then and there. You could see it too. Like, oh, uh-huh. you, you worry about what other people think? Hmm. Thought she was stronger than that. She kind of like, you know, yeah. Different room, different situation, maybe. Yeah, I, you can't. She's probably like, shit, keep it on a low, Negro. All you had to do is come get me another time. Can't do it in front of these people. I know. They know how she, they know how she know. It's like, if he was a coach, he could. <laughs> I just laugh. Jeannie Buss used to date Phil Jackson. He was engaged. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, that's easy. I'm like, on. you ain't telling Phil nothing. Like you know, you know who I'm dating, right? Got my face. You don't tell me nothing. I do what I want. Scotty. <laughs> why do you got him sound like Pop with a cold? I say or John Lift guy with a cold. <laughs> you never watch those old <laughs> Yeah, I watch. He don't sound like yes, he you got him, man. You got him sound like he's on cliffhanger. <laughs> Good lord. Yes, he said. I heard him. He said, Scott. <laughs> See, that's why one of us does the synopsis and one of us does the voices. Because when we switch roles, that shit goes sideways. I'm glad you got that off. I'm like, good lord. He said so, it. He <laughs> go ahead, man. I'm just mute myself. Just go. <laughs> lord, you got that man sound like Arn Anderson. <laughs> I saw I saw it was a uh, little 10, 10 documentary series he did so he t- Scotty <laughs> I don't know which episode it was but he just screamed Scotty and I was like why his voice sound like that yeah so anyway <laughs> so Willie D Willie Beam is benched he's like separated from the team he's feeling this chrono his arm's starting to hurt too which they so starting to they throw nuggets about that 
here and there, because you see him grab his arm from time to time in games, and then they just drop that bombshell in the third act, like, oh, okay. And, it, you know, it it was there, but maybe I, Oliver Stone, he, I'm sure this movie was supposed to be four hours, so. Yeah. Yeah, like, they dropped enough to where, like, you know, he knows he's he's potentially paying on borrowed time, so he got to get what he can get in the time frame he can get it. So, is you know, the whole thing is they basically throw the game to prove a point to Willie. I think Willie Pima is like, oh, you can do it yourself. Go ahead, do it, motherfucker. He is getting guess you ain't invis- Guess you ain't invisible anymore, huh, Steven? <laughs> he is getting fucked up this game. If y'all ain't gonna help to get the fuck out of the way. In the rain. That game was like that. Like it's fucked up in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> that may give him that blast shot to the back. Oof. Ah, we all need it. It's like it's home field advantage. Like fuck it, we just do it. You know, we we'll just it, make it do what it do. They Cap, gave up home field advantage to prove a point. And Cap was like, they won't play for him, Tony. Then they better fucking learn. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the big game coming. And it's, I guess, the divisional round. It's funny how it seems like it's a wild card game. But the way that because eventually they end up losing in the championship game. Yes, yeah, of San Francisco. San Francisco. So I guess they either this was. Well, no, I'm doing it by NFL rules. It might have just been like semifinals and finals. Yeah, it is weird because they were. They started off them talking about having home field advantage. Okay, they lost four in a row. They ended up losing four in a row. Then they won two. So they were in the playoffs. If they won that New York game, they have home for the advantage. They lost, so they didn't. So it's like, this ain't a big – maybe this league is – Maybe we'll make, have... make a mistake of thinking like it's like 30-some teams. It might yeah. like, like 10 or 12. Oh, yeah, so it might be a little bit different. So it's like, you know – but major leagues do the same thing. Like, oh, you celebrated because they won the, the wild card round. <laughs> not in the, ALC, not in the, ALC, the ALCS championship. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to the ALCS. Not even we going to the World Series. We won the World Series. We won the first round of the playoffs. That's how the movie ended. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It isn't like it was based on a true story. So, anyway, they're getting ready for this game. Cap convinced that he got something in him. Willie is ostracized and banished. And Shark tried to give him a speech about, you know, you think you're going to have all this time and you better appreciate the time because you never know what's going to be taken away and all the stuff he's gone through. Basically, like, you know, treat everything like your last and you don't want to have any regrets when you look back. And you still ain't trying to hear it. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that speech was, uh, that speech was really good. It's really fucking good. Uh, I may add it, add it in later on in post production. I wish you could add it. Yeah, I wish you could add it now. Like he gives a speech about you know football, it's a game of inches, and where blah blah blah. And on any given Sunday, you give an inch, you fall, and you can either fall as individuals or work as a team. It's like three minutes. And everybody point out like great sports speeches. Yeah. I won't do it because I don't remember. But it's, it's very inspired. It's like, are you gonna go out here like men, or are you gonna fight, or are you gonna fall and die as individuals? Like, he, remember this day. I think he, because I think with this speech, he became more human to them because he's like, you know, I pissed away all my money. I made all the mistakes a middle aged man can. I've done everything wrong. But, you know, basically, football is the one thing I've done right. And, you know, that's when he go into the inches and all this stuff. And finally, Willie Beeman is like, everything he's saying is kind of clicking finally for him. And he's in the back and he's walking up front as Pacino keeps talking. 
Um, he's starting to understand and starting to hear because the team gets this awesome speech. But yeah, like you said, they might raise their hand if they're a quitter. They won't raise their hand if they don't believe in this. And then El Cote raised hand like, I just raised my hand. I want you to be the only asshole by yourself with your hand up. Oh, that was the beginning. That was the first game he did that shit. Oh, I thought it was at this speech. No, it was the, uh, he, see, he did so fucking many of them. Oh, and shout out to that LT speech, too. That that speech was, um, they had Nassana. I think they had Nassana before this game where he was telling him a man wants to look back in his life because it's almost like he was talking about himself. He wants to be proud of everything yeah. he did in his life. Um, so anyway, yeah, some you're right. It's a lot of speeches. So anyway, you get this fire speech. Everybody, yeah, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and do it. And what's the first play? <laughs> yeah, we'll kick off return for a touchdown. <laughs> That's wow. sweet, Jay. And let's talk about let's talk about some of the coaches. So one of them they coached against was Dick Butkus. Mm-hmm. And boy, he was throwing out some words like, "You got this f word? Where you get him from? Throwing up and shit, motherfucker! Fuck find him." Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Dick Buckus was wilding. Wilding out. Um, was was Jerry, who was the other coach? Uh, was it June Jones? Um, I know Barry. Oh, Barry Swiss. No, he was an announcer. I like, it was some other coach that was looked real familiar. Yeah, and I feel like I should know, but I don't remember right now. And, and so anyway, the last game that coach, you know, was vindictive and they, so anyway, they playing and they're struggling, losing, and then Cap's gonna have this thing like I'm gonna get my, I'm gonna get my last shine on like I'm John Elway. He's running toward the goal line and and you hearing thunderstorms and you hear a violin in the background. Like I was, I'm, yes, I know football is a beautiful war. And you see thunderclouds coming in, and he dives in. I don't think he could have made this move when he was 29 with a good back. <laughs> like, I know John Elway did the Super Bowl. Like John Elway didn't have a John Elway didn't have a broken back either. So he get in there, he twirl around. It's like touchdown, and he walk into everything dazed. Like he got hit in the face by Mike Tyson. Now almost he don't he don't even know how where he yet, and finally. The coach and the wife are looking like, oh, shit. Yeah, we fucked up. And halftime yeah. comes and, you know, can you play for me? Yeah, I can go out yeah. there. I'm good. Can you, can you you're play? You're a warrior today. Do your job, coach. You know, like, he know what it is. Yeah, he knew. Willie, saying about me and you, and he's like, Yeah. <laughs> Come say my ass to say about me and you anymore. And and if I'm with, I'm like, you know what? You fuck off. Don't come. Don't use me as like in case of emergency break glass. How many times had they used black people for that? And yeah. like all walks of life. Yeah, I think. But uh, in, the, in the black director, <laughs> I think Willie would have had a few choice words where he was just like, yeah. All right. Yeah, you know, you got to do this, and this ain't about me. This isn't about you. This is about the team, and what we do, this is our last chance. He's like, you know, read the blitz. If he's if his knuckles turn white, he's coming in, roll his ass, you know, blah, blah, blah. They got to believe the, in you. The team got But that first one, we're going to run triple nine. We're going to light it up. And what does he do first pass? Oh, Interception. But he also told him, too, that uh, the team has to believe in you, and he's did so much damage. That uh, he's got to try to you know rectify that in this game. Sorry, I was being an ass. It wasn't me. Sorry, I got a big head. It wasn't me. It was the devil. And that's all it took for L. Cool J to be on his side. Mm-hmm. 
So, so yeah, so so him and his speeches, it's like, oh, I'm gonna give this great speech, and you know, go ahead, light it up. First pass, interception. <laughs> Funny how all these motivational speeches don't work out well initially. <laughs> I told you that one in the beginning. Defense, you gotta yeah, do something. Fine. Julius already feel a certain way because he had a reputation, you know, being selfish. Like first game, he wasn't like following the play or going out of bounds. So he tried to get extra yards. He fumbles. It's like, see, he's just trying to get his yards for his contract. I caught the play. I know you caught the play. That's the damn problem. Even a even a owner, she was like, "You selfish son of a bitch." <laughs> Ooh, I could just imagine her tweeting. Ooh, it wouldn't be good. So and then you got to talk to the kid. Oh, is it true you make ten million dollars? Yeah, it's true that you don't. That's why you don't block anymore because you gave up. He didn't say anything. That's my daddy said. He just sitting there thinking. Damn. So everybody feel? Yeah, you know, in real life, like the fuck out of here, kid. <laughs> so, but that went change of heart. So they going down, and I'm the best receiver alive. I'm the best receiver alive. Mr. Best Receiver Live. But first, they get the chance because they got to get a stop. Instead of them kicking the field goal and taking like a seven-point lead, they want to get the first down and run out the clock. He's like, oh, he's being petty now. He's trying to run up the score. It's like one yard, and we can close these fucking sharks down. We can get this yard. It's like, got to get this stop. And LT, like, I'm going to make this stop. So it's a fourth and one. And for some oh. reason, he's... We missed it too. We missed talking about um, him signing the waiver. Or did we talk about Oh, yeah. He's, you know, he about to sign the waiver. Like, you know, you get hit, you paralyzed. It's my body. I need this money. Yeah. I can do it, coach. Okay. I, I got to protect you. I need this money. All right, sign a waiver then so you don't sue us. And Jim Brown is heated. He just walks the fuck out like motherfuckers. Uh, going back to high school. <laughs> That's what you're probably yeah, right because he's take because he's like he because they're taking advantage of the fact that players want to play because they don't want the team down. It's like taking advantage of your nature of wanting not to let your colleagues down, mm-hmm. and people know that and manipulate that. And Jim Brown, no, and it's funny that it's Jim Brown because he walked away in his prime, right? Prime, to do prime. something else. Prime, prime. <laughs> it's like he just, and you know he's one of the first to do it and it's like you know a few people have done it people do it more often now because like fuck that it's just something to point out like you know Ray Sanders did it and he was like damn the Lions did that too much to him yep Calvin, Calvin, Calvin Johnson did it but then you know Patrick Willis did it and you know people just start doing like people do like Chris Bourne after like two or three years people's doing after like four years and it's kind of like oh you know football ain't tough Andrew Luck did they call him a coward a coward people turn turn on Andrew Luck because he damn near died out there to, good lord anyway never mind this man was getting hurt every year like basically was falling this big strong man was basically falling apart getting his body on the field and he's like you know what I can't do it anymore. And they found out through a preseason and booed the you know, booed their hero. And it's like that's you give your body and your spirit and can't even walk right when you're 45 and might be can't remember how to get home when you're 50. So some fat ass on the couch can call you soft. And that's what L- And that's what Jim Brown was trying to tell uh LT character uh, Shark. He was like, You ever see a punch drunk fighter? Can't remember anything, drooling over itself. That's what happened if you get hit, pretty much. If it's another bad hit, that's what can happen to you. 
He don't care. He need the bonus. He got a family. Yeah. So, so meanwhile, this play comes for some reason. He does a complete spin move in slow motion, like he's David Ruffin. <laughs> the game position gets this tackle. Gets they bring the chain out nice and slow. Gets the stop, and he out. They is like, oh shit! Does he break his neck? Is he paralyzed and everything like that. And then finally, like, sharp, sharp, like. Stopped him. Yeah, we stopped him. You did. All right, good. you did good, kid. Yeah, don't drop me. I'm worth a million dollars. I'm worth a million dollars. So he going out on his shield like a true G. He made sure he got paid. So they got the ball back. They got a chance to score. They call this play. He airs out this perfect pass to the best. Bill Belichick's putting up Jerry Rice numbers. <laughs> Because he was like, every time he catch a touchdown, yeah, he's like that. Holding. Offense, we bringing it back. And some of the call, it's funny, like if you watch this for the subtitles, the sub, the calls that Russ was making were not ma- matching what was going on because they were called first down touchdowns and stuff <laughs> like that. And I'm like, yeah, they didn't, they did not, football was the least thing they cared about. Out of a store had a lot going on probably. Yeah, I can see that. So they call back for Holton. So it's like, you know, we're going to do and dive down the field. And it's like, you know, we got to get a play. And we're going to call this play. You got enough time. Trust me. Trust the kid. Comanche. All right. They call it. And they run in the read option. Good and Lord. And I forgot this play was there. So they thought, you know, Beeman run out of pocket, run a scram like he Lamar Jackson, throws the pitch to Julian. And then Julian's like, can I get in the end zone? Because they don't have any timeouts left. And it's like eight seconds. And he's running, and it's like, is he going to try to go? I, and I forgot how the movie had ended because I hadn't seen it in such a long Me time. Too. So I'm like, is he going to try to score? And the last thing he out of the oh, I've been in too many of these games. Yeah, the first time he's been unselfish his whole goddamn life. Damn. He thought, <laughs> he thought with his head and not his dick. <laughs> like, Pacino, relax. Well, how do you even notice? <laughs> It's like this man just had a toxic. This man was Ricky Waters for who for what? It treated this man like he was just a toxic. So one last play, and they called a play. It's like we're gonna do. Let the kid do the magic. So he, you know, he looks to his left, looks to his right, and he remember watching the old videos. Like I don't know if it's like White Tittle, somebody jumping over the top. They had leather helmets jumping on the top of the pile, and it's just seeing like it's a flashback. Like yeah, I'm gonna be like Rocky. So he does like he pretend he Josh Allen jump. Okay. You can't do this. He jumps on somebody's back for leverage to go over the top. <laughs> yeah, he did. I'm sure that's illegal. It's, in the not NFL. The, it's not the NFL again. So. so he goes over the top. You hear anything? It's like, oh, I think he fumbled it. Did it happen? You hear anything? You don't hear anything. Move back, move back. Touchdown. Scores. He jumped down to like five yards. Yeah, I, I could too. I, I could use somebody's a damn springing <laughs> pass. I'm Super Mario. <laughs> Okay. Man, jump on a lineman like he was a like he was a goomba. Like they might as well just did. What's the fucking the move to be that express? You do the rocket launcher. They threw yeah, you. Like, <laughs> should have said, you just throw him over the throw him over the pile. Like here, but but ten I'm over you, Colossus. Just toss me over there. <laughs> well, fucking so, Kevin Dash, Ray Mysterio, just throw me. So they won the game. They having a speech, you know, it's like the two of them. They having a speech, like you know, see this moment and everything. It's all moments like that. It's like. 
you know, about how the future's going to go. It's like, oh, you know, that's good. Because he dedicated this one to Cat Rooney. He said he learned more from watching Cap in the first half than he ever did playing. And keep in mind, Cap was talking in the in the um, headset, like giving mm-hmm. pointers, like, you know, watch out for this, anything like that. So he's a true team player. And he's like, you know, you sure coach could ate my arm if it hurt. I'm scared. He's talking to himself because Al Pacino turned to Batman. Good Lord. And I, I, I think that was an amazing, amazing line because I'm like, they laid the nuggets there. And it was just like you saw him always, even when they would um did the thing on the beach with the girls, and he threw the football there. He grabbed his arm. All right, yeah, all right, you can throw it this time. You got this one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like okay, but he was then he was I'm scared because he's like shit. It could be over with if I got to have surgery. So, and then it's eleven minutes left, and they start playing the credits. <laughs> And it's like they, you know, so they lost in the Pantheon Bowl to San Francisco. Oh, you lost. Da, 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 da. You know, he talking to the reporter, including the one he had to apologize to. Cigars on you now, mind, He got in trouble. He broke his camera. And, uh, you know, the owner made him apologize because you're making us look bad. And the owner's already feeling a salty way because we forgot to say during this playoff game, Charlton Heston himself came and represented the league. Like, you know, some of the owners heard about you trying to do some movements over in Los Angeles. So we might have to talk a meeting. I hope Wednesday ain't too soon. No, it's fine. Yeah, it, somebody snitched. Like this woman would eat her own, would eat her unborn child. And nothing came out of it. <laughs> it's just like uh No, if uh, something did come out of it. Basically, like we're gonna make a deal with Miami and work it out to stay. Oh, so that's yeah, why that's they the stayed. Whole thing was like you ain't gotcha. going to Los Angeles. Gotcha. So gotcha, gotcha. that's why the owner. That's why the mayor was there at the press conference too, talking about you know Miami's here. We're going to build a future here, and hopefully that the mayor can bring us like you know Pat, from, to the goal line. The mayor <laughs> like yeah, you can do things my way. That's what that meeting's about. Nah, you ain't moving to Los Angeles. You staying right here. Okay, gotcha. I never that's even put two and two together. That's what it was about. Like he was there representing the other owners. Like you know, yeah, Jerry Jones. You got stroke, but chill out. And that's you not, move. You move when we let you move. You don't just get to move. Okay. Like, and also, too, before we even finish this off, it's a point in the movie where you see people are, you know, saying they're sorry and half, you know, seeing what they were wrong at, and we see mm-hmm. Willie Beeman, you know, knowing that he was wrong, and we see, um, uh, what's her name? I can't think of her name in the movie. Oh, um, what the owner? Yeah, Cameron Diaz. Whatever happened. Because people have gotten wrong multiple times in the movie. And it's like she apologized to her mom. Yeah, she apologized. Sorry, whatever. But I just. The problem was why I always say he's a villain is because Al Pacino doesn't say he's sorry to anybody. He's no regret or anything like that. It's just like. He kind of realized he moved wrong with Willie Beeman. Yeah, he don't sure. outright sin, but he kind of like he goes. That's the biggest type of party you are gonna get from him. And he basically the whole thing like you know I pissed away my whole life. Don't be like me. That's his way of a party. It's hard for certain men to say I'm sorry. Some people never say it. Right. So, okay, we'll go with that. I still you have. Know, you you want to say he the villain? That's fine. I'm like a movie with James Woods. <laughs> well, it's we we got to go in order, and I guess medically we will put him in number one. James, Woods. I'm lied about people getting paralyzed and yeah. trying to save money so I can Ooh. pay for my, you know, he's the cheerleader girlfriend. He's number one. I, I can't even. And um, Dennis Quaid's wife probably number two. Good lord, I don't care. 
<laughs> and shout out Willie Beeman, who he, after he got home, we trying to get his girl back. And she's like, oh, yeah. all right, baby, I, I talked to you on my face. Oh, yeah, he came in the bed. He just I just want to know, can I call you? Because everybody out here is like, they want him now because he's Willie Beeman, the star. She was with him when he was just a third string eating Doritos and whatever the fuck he was doing on the sideline. Mm-hmm. So he's there, press conference. Oh, you know, retirement. So he's such a thing, you know, basically saying retiring and like Nick Crozier, I believe in him. Do a good job with Apollo well. And people say, you know, they move, maybe time moved me by and I'm too old for this and blah, blah, blah. Maybe I am. But I guess we're going to find out because that new expansion team, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to coach. And they gave me full control. And my first move is to sign Willie Beeman. Boy, it, listen, when he said he was being a new coach, they were fine. Mm-hmm. But once they said he got Willie Beeman, boy, you thought, thought he had shook up the world. Because I, thought you, I thought you had him signed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Josh McDaniels like, I, I don't want this job, man. Nah, that's all right. Because <laughs> Cap gone. Yeah, Cap gone. I guess they're going to count on the old second string dude. Good Lord. That man had the charisma of lettuce. Yeah, uh, where's my helmet at? Tyler Chiravini, like that. You ain't winning nothing <laughs> with Brock Osweiler. So the Jim That's fake, the fake Jerome was just smiling. He loves all this. He's just like, ah, oh, that motherfucker got all y'all. And that's how the movie ends. Yep. And I remember I laughed my ass off at that because I was not expecting that because it's like, yeah, I'm just going to retire in the sunset. You're like, nope. It's an Albert Stone movie. It's like, nah, I got a new job because that's what would happen in real life. Like, you pushing yeah. me out. I right, fuck all that. Like, they like, oh, Tom Brady going to be quarterback. Oh, the pictures are more. I guess he's going to enjoy being rich with his beautiful wife. He's like, yeah, I still will be. But I ain't done. Y'all done with me. I ain't done with me. And it's funny now where they was probably right in doing that. But I know he said somewhere like, I'm in the playoffs. Y'all ain't in the playoffs. Y'all got that little colored guy doing that. Y'all saw how that worked out. Y'all going to replace me with a black man. They, <laughs> I'm almost sure that in a few, another universe that him and Willie have won at least two, <laughs> two more championships. Two more Pantheon Cups. <laughs> like, so that's any given Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it's a, I got to say, it's a long watch. And I understand why you was like, uh, another 244. But it's not just, I mean, it's the funny thing. I've only seen this movie once. Oh, and man. I haven't seen it since I saw it. So I remember, and the funny, I remember a lot from the movie. It wasn't like I remember most of like the thing I forgot about was Elizabeth Berkeley's character, like the whole escort thing. I forgot about that part. I forgot bits and details about, you know, Cap's wife. Um, but all the major other plot points, I remember. And that says how memorable this movie is, because I only saw it one time. It was like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I was like, OK, I remember this. I remember the video and everything like that. I remember the speeches. Like, I remember the the major plot points. And that says a lot about like love or hate Albert Stone. I would never say his movies are forgettable. Oh no. He, he clearly has a vision going into all his projects. I love him. I hate him. And uh, he, he rides him out, man. Cause most of his projects are long movies. You know, you're going to be sitting there for the beliefs almost three hours. Yes. It's like, I'm going to make it do what it do. Can you imagine? I just want to know how much his movies are. Like I, when he said, "Okay, I'm stopping the film," and that first cut down, that first cut down, got to be like a 
four and a half hour movie. <laughs> Some directors like that. They'd rather say they film too much and cut back than film too little and not have enough. Yeah. I mean, hey. Yeah, look look at this work he's put out, so I can't knock it. I'm not I'm just never I'm never been a big Oliver Stone guy. Like I get it, but you know, some most of his movies not for me. It like for me it depends on the movie. It's some I like and some I don't like. But that's it's rare that it's like a director where it's like I like majority stuff. And you know. So that's fine. Um, yeah, this movie is kind of like I. The funny thing is, if it was on TV, I would probably watch it if I didn't have anything else to do. I wouldn't actively seek to watch it because I hadn't really thought about watching it. It's not like one of those sports movies, and it's just long. It is. Oh, we did Dark Knight. I'm like, and that that not make me feel any better I had to break this up into two separate parts I'm glad I finished it yesterday and I have to wake up early this morning to like finish it and it made we did a lot of jumping around because it's kind of like it's this movie does a lot of jumping around too and it's a lot it's just hard it's, it's, it's too much stuff to remember it's it's too much so if we jumped around ah, whatever like, you, like you, you get the idea yeah we got about 85% of it right so we just I mean like I said a lot of scenes are extended and a lot of speeches and cause like I said Pacino has like at least almost three or four speeches and he's just like what and only like, one the memorable one is the first one I mean the like last, a, one, last one it's a lot of people you can cut out a whole lot of people too and not, you know, like Bill Bellamy character doesn't. He's yeah. only there basically to create a divide between L. O. Cool J and Jamie Foxx. Yeah, like the the, ma- the mayor scene we didn't need that whole dare program thing. We you could kind of cut out that whole thing. The movie would have been fine. Yeah. It's like you know Jamie Foxx girl. You know Leela Rashawn was basically there as a plot point to show him the sh- she was there supporting him in the beginning to get brushed aside when he gets super successful and then come back when he humbled. This whole women gotta be like. The one to be there to show the maturation or the progress of time with a man. And it's like, whatever. So why would she give me? She only gonna take it back because I'm like, you know, whatever. Like Elizabeth Berkeley's there. To, and the funny thing about that whole thing is like, it's truth to that. But I'm like, he, the, he that long a coach, he can find somebody. It's gonna be somebody in Miami that's gonna like him, like him. Like if he wanted, <laughs> if he wanted to spend money and make it easy, he could. But I'm just imagine <laughs> Nick Saban. Like, yeah, I need to get an escort to get some ass in Tuscaloosa. No, he don't. Yeah. It's Nick Saban. Uh, he right. would get that just so they would make sure they wouldn't, so they wouldn't like snitch or say anything. He would pay for them to keep quiet for like you know discretion. He wouldn't have to pay for it because like that's the only way I'm gonna get vibes. See. May sat there and said, ah, you take checks. <laughs> I don't got you feel like going to the ATM. Good lord. But ATMs do have limit how much cash. But to be fair, you're spending that amount of money. This is before PayPal. This before Cash App. You can't just go to the ATM and take out five grand. So unless it's like, can you wait till the morning? I go to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. You take checks, don't you? You better. Because how is he? How is she gonna get the? I mean, at that point, unless if they ain't pay up, if they ain't pay up front, they normally pay up front. But she probably figured he good for it. But I'm like, yeah, it's five thousand dollars. Oh, Tony got ain't got the cash on me. Maybe I can borrow it. <laughs> I'd be careful. I wouldn't trust anybody who had five thousand dollars of cash on them. 
Maybe I can borrow it from one of the teammates. I don't know. Yeah, uh-huh. Willie, um, Julian <laughs> hit me up. I bet you Julian got it somewhere in Land Rail. This motherfucker. Yeah, that's, how get, that's how they get robbed. You hear all them stories like somebody, I had 80 grand of cash in my safe. For what? If you got to escape the country. Oh, God. Did you see the, did you see the video of the girl that got them, uh, her stimulus money taken? She was showing it off, I guess, for a live or whatever. And some dude just snatched the money. She was sitting in the car, snatched it, and ran off. Yeah. I know people don't trust banks, but it's like, don't, especially now during the pandemic, don't have a whole bunch. Like, I have some cash. I just have a minimum amount. Don't be walking around a whole bunch of cash. I always like athletes do that. Like, I got, I got, if you want to get chains and jewelry, whatever. That's your thing. That's your thing. You can get insurance on it. You can, like, put protection for it, hopefully. There's no reason to have a hundred thousand dollars in cash. What are you like? You slinging? Like, why do you need that much cash? You don't. For what? There's no place that's like, what you gonna do? If I wanna buy a baby, I got some on deck, I'm gonna make it rain. Like, if you're gonna do that, get it that day and spend it that day. Don't I'm just holding around. I'm just imagining like a like James Harden probably got like 300 grand in ones. <laughs> Just in case, you know, I'm I'm bored, so I'm gonna go out, you know, because you live in Houston. I'm bored. I'm gonna take like, you know, twenty of them things and have fun. <laughs> These days, uh, 2021, Tony DeMondo have been like, you got a cash app, don't you? You better. What's, his old ass ain't gonna know what a cash app is. <laughs> I bet you he will. He better know what it is. I don't know. You take checks half the time. You take enough because so. And the joke was he got thrown up because that nasty ass food he was eating. Oh, the jambalaya he had made. Yeah, but he was throwing up way before then, but good yeah. Lord. And that became a thing. Even as him <laughs> giving bigger as a star, he still was doing that shit. Knock that shit off. Oh, now he's ready to do it. He's vomiting it. So that's the movie. Yeah, that's the movie. Any given Sunday, that was my choice this week. Uh, what are we doing next week, Shaheed? So we're not going to go back to the Batman saga just yet, but we will soon. And we're going to... Uh, Hood classics, we gonna take it relatively back to the hood. We kind of got too big lately. It's like we doing superhero movies and sports movies. Like I was stoning. I mean, Scarface get love in the hood. Ain't nobody like yeah you, that W hitting. That what? <laughs> w that J that George Bush movie. That shit was hitting. Like nobody in the hood saying that. I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna go see the Doors. Maybe you, cause you a hipster. So we are going to take you back to the hood to a movie that you talked about, and I wanted to do. And I'm glad you brought it up. Wesley Snipes, Passenger Fifty Seven. Uh oh, buddy time. <laughs> Wesley Snipes versus racism. What are you doing, boy? <laughs> racism from the villains and racism from the heroes. Oh, man. I'm so glad we're doing this. I just watched this, like, what, two weeks ago recently? And it's on Netflix. So nobody got no excuses talking about some. I ain't got no money. It's, it's on either Stars or Showtime. I think I probably have it on DVD. Like, it is easily streamable. Yes. And this is like Wesley Snipes was like, you know what? I'm going to be an action star. I'm the black action star till Denzel start doing it. And this was his run. It was basically die, black die hard on a plane. Yes, yes, yes. I am going to enjoy this uh, next week because I love that fucking movie. Um, I do too. It's 
this is some good Denzel. And it's short. We would not have you Some good who? Oh, no, excuse me. Wesley. I said Denzel. My goodness. <laughs> I love you on your show. Woo, woo, woo. We should have called Marcinio. <laughs> he got mad. He's getting tight about that. Uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. And it's not a three-hour movie. I think it's like, oh, is this hour 30? I think it's less than that. It's probably like not. It's probably like a hundred minutes, hundred ten at the most. So that's why I wanted to pick it because like these damn, you know, investing the time and watching the movie takes time because it's like you know with our jobs, it's like you gotta kind of get in where you fit in and then spend the time doing the show. And it's like you gotta remember everything. So the movie is eighty four minutes. Oh, we ain't even ninety. Not even ninety. So it's straight to the point. Yeah. Knock this, knock this out during a halftime, basically. Pretty much. Um, shout out to everybody with the reviews. We getting more reviews, more uh, star ratings, and we hope y'all will keep that up, especially on iTunes, because the more y'all leave reviews and, and, and the star ratings, the more people get this show get out to people. Um, yeah, the numbers are spiking. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, the people that have still been sending in reviews for movies, just like last night, somebody had said, are y'all going to do Enemy of the State? And I'm like, yeah, we'll get to it, but that's a long movie, too. So it'll be a while. I ain't going to say it'll be a while, while, but it'll be a couple, maybe two months or a month or so. We'll get to it, because that's the one I wanted to do. I've been talking about this since last year. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Don't, don't make any promises you can't keep, my friend. I'm sure we'll get to it. I want to get to it, but it's just a yeah. long movie. I know, I know we're not going to do it no time soon. Every one in two months, I'm like, uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> Shit happens. A lot of movies come out. I'm getting a lot of ideas. Uh, you know how it goes. But uh, hopefully, yes. we'll say hopefully. I, you're right. You know what? I shouldn't make promises. So we'll, I'll say hopefully we'll get to it. Um, anything you watched this week that you want to talk about other than the movie that we watched? Um, I watched My Rainey's Black Bottom finally. How was it? I haven't watched it yet. It's. It's not a long movie. It wasn't why it's good. It's like basically it doesn't even feel like a movie. It just feel like performances. It's basically like, you know, Viola Davis, Chadwick Boseman, and Glenn Turman showing off how excellent they are in acting. And, you know, that's Chadwick Boseman's last performance. And it just shows what made him so special. Like it's just him with no restraint and no restrictions, just like acting off. And it was haunting because, like, you know, I want to spoil, like, his character arc was very understandable. He just seemed like a, a man frustrated by the life around him trying to make do the best way he can and being held down and knowing he being held down. Sometimes holding himself down when he had to, but the rest of the time lashing out. And about, like, a lot of times, like, when you're a black man, all you have is your pride. And oftentimes that's the most dangerous thing to have because that's something that no one wants you to have. And it can strengthen you, but it can also destroy you. Like it's it's a very thin line. And Viola Davis is is a G. And I'm just laughing like she is telling these white people what for, and is talking to them like they are trash. And I'm like that time frame that got some balls. Like you know you're important when you can do that back then with no repercussion. Like she wasn't backing down from anybody. She knew her worth. And she wanted to make sure she didn't get screwed and she was doing her best to make sure she didn't. And eventually, and unfortunately she ended up getting screwed anyway. And no one kind of knowing what's happening. Cause it's almost kind of like, you know, you good in your hood, but they ain't going to let you be good in theirs. 
is how I work. Mm. Like it's a reason why like certain people never try to cross over because like if the moment I try, you're gonna try to make me corny. You're gonna take myself. And then and back then it's like you're gonna take my lyrics, erase my voice, and let white people sing it. That type of erasure. Oh, Not even okay. a whole sell out. No, it's like they gonna erase you. It's like we're gonna take your stuff and remix it to a corny way that's more palatable and just remove all the blackness from it while taking, you know, what we can. And it's just such a microcosm of like being black and black talent, where it's kind of like they want black talent as long as not from black people. Yeah. Gotcha. And when you fight, and when you fight against it, you either like you know get destroyed or lose your mind. Unfortunately, and how I many like that's happened back then? That happens now. That happens in real life. I'm going through that my you know going through that myself, and it's just kind of like you got to pick and choose the way how to fight a battle. And it's like it's no right way except for the way that you decide it's right. That is absolutely true. Um, I got into a couple of things, and I don't know if I talked about it, but I did watch Tenet finally. We talked about <laughs> yeah, no, we know. I told you I was going to watch it, so I did watch it. And everything that you said last week, you were one hundred percent absolutely right. Which I feel like I'm saying that a lot lately. Um, <laughs> it's a Man, some of the shots and visuals in this movie, I'm like, how the fuck did they do this? And this is fucking amazing. That's that was just my thoughts just watching it. I need to watch it again. Um, because I need to have a notepad and a <laughs> and I just need to be taking notes. Cause somewhere in the middle I fell off. I don't know, maybe because I looked down at my phone, I just did something for maybe five or six minutes, and I was like, huh? And I was trying to figure out what I missed because I definitely Wait, missed something. Why did you do that? Uh, something happened at work. Oh, so okay. Well, you have control, then you don't have control. Well, that's the type of movie where you cannot... Because Nolan movies are like that anyway. But this movie took that. It almost felt like the twist were, like the, the, twist were the movie. And it was... I Even like I, it got to a point where like I thought I kind of understood it eventually and then i realized what he was doing where it's like he did he told the same story in reverse and i'm like okay that's slick and then the end came and then i'm like okay see that last scene like the last battle scene where like two teams going one's going six minutes forward one going six minutes backwards we're going best hit this point and all of that and everything and it's kind of like i kind of got the gist of it but i'm like this seems I need to watch the movie basically telling me it's happening. Get with it. Don't waste time thinking over. You're gonna lose your mind. I, I, we know it's silly, but if you can't wrap your head around it, you, this ain't gonna work. Like the movie is actively telling you, yeah, we know what it is. It, it, it's insane. I just want to make sure, but I'm definitely gonna watch it again. I don't know if it's, yeah, I probably watch it. I got a couple of, I got a lot of days off actually. I, yeah, I, I'm gonna watch it because I got on Blu-ray again to see, and because I remember I saw in the movie theater like three people. Oh, funny thing. After I watched it, I immediately bought it. I had rented it and I was like, you know what? I need to buy this. Cause this is just even just alone, just the just the style and the mind of Christopher Nolan is just insane. Like, what are you thinking? What are you smoke? What is happening for you to get here and have this thought in your head? No. He I what I have learned from him is he his idea is to take complicated scientific scientific things and try to make them entertaining 
and digestible for a large audience to various degrees of success. What I've also learned is that a lot of his fans love being the ones like, I knew what was going on, but I'm smart. Sorry that you're an idiot. Like, it's a lot of that going on. Like, a lot of classism going on with Christopher Nolan fans where if you don't get his stuff, it's because you're stupid. Listen. It's like, no, sometimes stuff is just convoluted that doesn't need. One of the things I appreciate about real smart people is they make convoluted things simple, easily digestible. And I always try to make, make an effort to do that so other people can learn as much as I can. Making stuff difficult or more difficult so I can feel smarter about myself is like, that's just arrogance. And it's not really wisdom. And too many gatekeepers kind of do that with like Nolan movies where they try to feel like I got it on the first try and have any problems. Jeez. That's because that's because I'm smart. Whatever. Fuck all that smart shit. Um, I listen. I like Christopher Nolan movies, too. He's probably one of my favorite directors, but I got lost. So fuck it. I had to watch it again and hopefully I'll pick up. But two things about this movie. One, John David Washington was awesome. Two. John David Washington and Robert Patterson's Patterson relationship, whatever it may be, because I've heard many different things, I really enjoyed that. Look, they basically are, it's like a buddy cop movie with romance. They had way more chemistry involved than he did with Elizabeth Debicki. Right. So that's why, because I know, I heard people say, oh, damn they were supposed to be like kind of like no it's it's not that it's just people aren't used to men getting along that way we don't do those movies anymore when we do we laugh about it. we make fun of basically all the time in the 70s and 80s like buddy cop things was like you know tango is was either like and because normally though like buddy cop stuff is like initially antagonistic and then they get along or they joke around because like rush hour look how well especially by the time you get the rush hour too look how well jackie chan and chris tucker get along yeah. Like they get along to where Jackie Chan thought Chris Tucker died. He is crying, listening to a P Diddy song. Yeah, like, like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so I forgot about that. So it's like we're used to when we used to doing buddy cop movies. It's the initial we butt heads and we don't get along until halfway through the movie, and then we kind of be friends and we make fun of it. And by the sequel, you know, like Lethal Weapon or stuff like that. It's like all right, we friends. Or like it's an ensemble movie like Fast and Furious because. It's kind of like how The Rock and Vin Diesel relationship is. If you go from like Fast Five to Fast Seven, and go to they they want to tear each other apart. So that's my brother. I love you. Huh? That kind of moved by the fast. Like Fast Five, y'all beefing. Fast Six, you kind of call him in to like I need your help, and I'm going to give you a house back. And Fast Seven, that's my brother. That's my family. Like, cause I was, what I was tripping more about was I was like, damn, this act, this acting right here is when, you know, at the end, John David Washington, like, so this is my beginning and this is, you know, your end, baby. Yeah. And I'm like, this motherfucker's about to cry. Look at this shit. Look yeah. at this fucking acting. And it felt natural. Yeah. That's the thing. That, that chemistry never felt forced. It felt natural. Like if people wonder about how could Robert Pattinson be bad, I'm like Robert Pattinson can act. If you've seen anything beside Twilight, like that man has skills. And he was showing it off, and it's like John David Washington should be in a Marvel movie ASAP. Like that man has the juice, and to the point where he don't have a name in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the protagonist. <laughs> At first, I thought it was a joke, and then you see the credits. He's the protagonist. That's all he is. And like the names didn't matter. It was about the story and the the idea. That's what it's about. Yeah, I, and, I, 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 
I just think the movie was the movie was great. The movie is, you know, I just want to, yeah, I just want to understand something. I missed something. So, if you go watch this movie, put your phones down. No distractions. You got to be in tune with the movie. And I understand why Christopher Nolan definitely wanted this in the movie theater. Because yeah, we, we just get distracted at home. Um, the second movie I watched, and I know I'm you watched four. Damn. No, well. This one was at work. This one was at work throughout the week. And I finally, I haven't watched it in a while, but I saw it was on HBO Max and I put it in. I added it to my list. And I watched Idlewild. And I forgot how much I enjoyed that movie. That movie's fun, it's silly, it's dumb. Fuck. <laughs> but I just enjoyed that movie. And I forgot so many people were in that movie. I'm like, I, it's funny how many times I forget Terrence Howard is in the movie. I'm like, Terrence Howard is in the movie? Oh, yeah, he is in this movie. Of course, playing Isn't he like the main villain. Yeah, of course, playing the villain. Uh, that was fun. I enjoyed uh, <laughs> the movie, the acting. We can, yeah. That's you get what you get. Yeah, you get when what it you get. It's a like fun when movie. you get certain type of things, you get what you get, and you keep it moving. So no, it's plenty of stuff I watched on Netflix, but I normally you know I finished Cobra Kai. Um, oh, did you? How, how did you think about the ending? They know what they're doing. Yeah. I felt that when Daniel came in, like, you sent them to my house. Yeah. I th- <laughs> Where my wife's like, like, he was like Michael Corleone in Godfather, too. Like, he was. It's funny how it just morphed the whole thing where it's like, you can understand every point of view and you're going to pick and decide based on your background. Like, you can either understand why Crease moved the way he moved, even though, like, you could still, and still root against him. Like, nobody is like, you know, even villains have motivation on why they are. Cause like, oh, they just kids. Like Tori, she, you know, she's just a kid from a broken home that's looking for love and feel like she keeps getting stabbed in the back. So she wraps herself around in strength and she has no time for weak, like weakness. Mm-hmm. And now, and it's the funny thing is she keeps trading in like men she think are str- strong for real strong men. Robbie's the same way, you know. My dad was never there. And then my surrogate dad, he turned on me. He wasn't there. And my girl left me for this punk. <laughs> oh, it's a creep. It's like, you know, I'm going to find a true, like almost like Anakin and Skywalker. It's yeah. kind of like that. And, you know, Johnny just slowly growing, but not like quick and not easy. Oh, like, no. He's taking his time like a turtle. Make him earn it. And it's kind of like Johnny's an ass. You know, like you say, he's flawed, but he's not bad. Yeah. He's trying to be better. And, you know, I I like the fact that they could have easily made a soft thing of like having him get back with Ali, spoiler alert, and just make it easy. But no, he no. had this relationship and he closed that door and realized what he wanted. Like, you know what? That's the past. I'm glad I fixed that. My presence, Miguel's mom. Absolutely. That's my future. And then, because I was thinking they was going, like, he was going to mess up. Yeah, like, he was going to try to hook back up with her. She was going to see him and be like, oh, fuck you. Because it was kind of like, and it says a lot of things where Ali represents not just him, but Daniel too. Yeah, cause, like, and that's what I enjoyed. I felt like both of them were able to close that chapter. All right, man, let's stop fucking around. You, Vegeta, I'm Goku. Let's get this shit popping. So they get their team up. They working together. The kids, you know, learn and work together. And, of course, he called, you know. And then you get Terry Silver's backstory. <laughs> A long time. That's a friend like this, and this be the second time we helped him. Like Terry, I need you. This and 
this funny is about this is like a lot more people get to watch in Netflix. So a lot more people realize like this show does nostalgia the right way. And it's like this show has no business being as good as it is at all. And it's not just good in like a high highway. It is it is naturally good. Yeah. Like the acting is is great. And they're taking stuff and making it grow again. Like him going back to Okinawa and seeing how chosen, like, yeah, I had to, you know, and I was laughing because the first part, he's like a Kuma. <laughs> I'll get your water. <laughs> yeah, like I'm about to break your neck. I'm a parent, like, you know, oh, you think think you know everything about Miyagi Do? You know, find out about that shit. Guess just guess your sensei didn't trust you, huh? Like or anything like that. And then played it off as a joke and then realized what he learned and what you can learn and growth. Like a character like that. And I know eventually they're gonna have to ask Hillary Swank. Yeah. No question. I'm like, why not? Why wouldn't you? Like at this point, look how big this show is. Yeah, and it's not like she's too big for the like she is, I mean, she's a two-time Oscar winner and she's still doing movies, but it's kind of like with Cope, with the whole thing with the pandemic change and stuff, you got time. And it fit because Elizabeth, she was talking about how she didn't hear about it until she was doing the boys and they was asking her to do it. And it was like, and she was like, wait, this is a thing? And then she, everybody was asking her, she realized how good it was. She's like, if you can do it the right way. And then she was, she was surprised about how much she enjoyed doing it, how much people wanted to see it. Cause she didn't think about the karate kid in such a long time. And like a lot of people was kind of like, I didn't think they want to ask me. I didn't think this was a thing that was going to work. And I love doing it. Like imagine you, John Creese sitting around, you Martin Cove. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, you want to be John, you know, and he's done John Creese in like commercials and stuff like that. And it's like, you want to come back to this show? And then you come back and basically like, you know, restart your career. Yeah. Like people, people getting like hops for that. So yeah, Mike return to Mike Barnes. Oh, y'all, you know, it's coming. Oh yeah. Terry, Terry, Terry Silver. Silver and Mike Barnes going to be back in the building. What a guest. Like, I'm, and this is from somebody and we can write with this. This is like, a, this is from somebody who did not grow up liking the Karate Kid movies at all. I have never watched the third one from beginning to end. I watched bits and pieces. I watched the first one. The second one, the one I've seen the most, and I was always rooting against Daniel. And I was like, they doing a what? They grown up now, still doing karate? I'm like, I guess. Because I had YouTube. I still got YouTube premium. So I was like, I'll try it. And I was like, this is good. Like, this is real good. And then, season, and then seeing people like find out about it and talk about it. It was almost like the secret. It was almost like people on Neo Geo at home. Like, you don't run into a lot of people that play Samurai Showdown 2, but when you ran into them, it's like, oh yeah, this shit fuck Street Fighter. Like, this is where it's at. It was like one of those whole, if you know, you know. If you know, you like, know. If you, if, like, if you're a tech, like if rap, if you're a Technon fan, where it's like somebody where it's like, if you know about the person, then you know how good they are. But it's like, that's a group, that's a small group. And it get you know, on Netflix and get that Netflix bump, and it was a Netflix bump, kind of helped that. And it's like you know they already did season three. They said they're gonna do season four, and it's kind of like if you got a plan, you can make it. It's something that people like and enjoy. They talking about spinoffs now from this. I mean, it, the way TV is, the way entertainment is now, why not? Because people kind of lean in like you know movies are. 
the movie theater experience is going to be different forever anyway. And if you ain't a big time movie theater, I mean, if you're not a big time movie or franchise, stream is where you need to go. Something yeah. small, something affordable, something you can knock out and you can keep working and people will watch because people are watching. Um, Yeah, definitely. And it's going to be fun to see what happens uh, Friday when uh, WandaVision drops because I definitely got to stay away from Twitter. I definitely have to stay away from it because I'm going to be at work. Or like when, when I was doing it, like when the Mandalorian was dropping, I was to make sure I wouldn't get spoiled because I had friends who like to spoil stuff. I was watching it like six and seven in the morning. <laughs> My wife was like, You up early in the morning watching that show? I'm like, yeah, because I don't want nobody spoiling for me. Cause it would drop at like three. And I like if I watch it at six, tweet Twitter normally doesn't start talking about it till like eight. Mm-hmm. So like I was getting up early in the morning to avoid spoilers. And I will probably have to do that because the first two episodes are dropping. This week, and then it's gonna be yeah, for one a week. So we'll see. Hey, you, can, yeah. you, also, you also know what else drops uh, Thursday, right? What? No, I got places to go. What? Scott Pilgrim versus the World Game. Yeah. On that note, um, <laughs> give you give me your Twitter information. You a hater, man. Anyway, if you want to follow me on social media, <laughs> you can follow me at Jeff versus the World or Instagram or Twitter. Oh, the real Jeff versus the world on Instagram. I'm sorry. And uh, Jeff versus the world on Twitter and Facebook. If you want to get in contact with Shahid, as many people have been doing, get in contact with me and I'll get in contact with Shahid. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the way it's been going lately. But anyway, yeah, so we'll be back next week. We are doing Passenger 57. It's on Netflix. I know everybody got Netflix, but if you need to find it somewhere else, uh, yeah. We'll find our information for you. You can find it yourself, or but I'll I'll post it somewhere. You don't know where it's at. But Netflix is the top spot. Uh, until next week, we are out. Peace. Peace.